Cast episode 450. That's 450 for the week of December 16, 2017. I'm Chris Privetier here with RP Gamer staff to bring you the weekly news about RPGs. I got with me Alex Fuller, who writes all the stories. Well, half them. Okay, just half the stories. I'm corrected. Josh, who complains about side quests. Hey. <laughs> Kelly Ryan, who, what do you do again? I yes. don't know. I uh, you do I this, cat... right? That's fair. Yeah, I do this and post cat pictures. You 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 draw art. You drew the art for the podcast. You're good. Yes, yes, I art. Yeah. <laughs> Alice Wilkinson, who also just does this. Uh, yeah, I pretty much just do podcasting yeah. stuff these days. And Anna Marie, what are you up to lately? Oh, right, Anna Marie, who wants to abolish all forums from the internet. Wait, what? She wants Where to did ab- this come from? She, she's, she's against message forums. It's a thing. Just We're... Yeah, this is a top secret thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give you the full context, but I just want you to know Anna Marie is against all forums of any sort. Forums We, we have to rein die. her in. <laughs> oh, Pokemon message board. She's coming for you. Or did we Wait, did shut... we kill those I already? think we killed those already. I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> They were insecure, so at, at some point we did have to kill them. They were very angry <laughs> they with were, us. They were many things. A, a useful contribution to humanity was not one of them. Oh, Chris. <laughs> don't be mean. Maybe they were one there, day. They were a nice little community up to themselves. Oh. We just couldn't continue to support them because it was horribly insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, to be fair, most people are moving to Discord now. That's yeah, that's where, my, that's where my free company moved to. I know, I'm the one who started the Discord. I uh, I tried to do a subreddit for the art community I post on, and that lasted about a week. And then Discord kind of became the new hotness, and now that subreddit's completely dead. Oh. Yeah, made me Sorry sad. All right, and in theory, we're going to have someone else, if I can get him to click a thing. Clicking is hard. I don't know what's going on. Clicking is really hard. Oh, there he is. Pascal Takaya, welcome. Hi, better late than never. That's right. Uh, Pascal does news and things. I think just news, right? I don't know what you do. He does reviews. He does reviews. That's what I meant. I think of him because I, Pascal, I know mostly from E3 trips. Yeah, but he normally writes very lengthy wordy. It reviews. says news sla- news and media oh, slash wow. reviewer. That's his that's his position. Okay. He is our ninja by night. Make make sure you include wording in that description too. Wording. Okay. Word, lengthy wordy reviews. Lengthy wordy reviews. Can that be my title? I thought that was RP Gamers' go-to. Like that's what we're known for. For our verbosity. Like oh, review. They do reviews like this still. I don't want to read all this. Where's the score? No, oh, no, no. Good. We're we're known for writing reviews that are just for the clicks. 
because every time our reviews come up on game FAQs, it's because we've written something controversial that's just for the clicks. Oh, I see. Is that is that Alex's Xenoblade review? Oh, that's one of the many. Oh, okay. Also, our Fallout no, 4 review. Yeah, it's mostly the Fallout 4 review. Uh, also, I think uh, Jooms' old Chrono Cross review as well. All that right. was a long time ago. Though. Oh, and our Wind Waker review. Anna, can you kick us off with what you've been playing? Yeah, so I have... I finished Final Fantasy Dimensions 2. Yay! Yay! Oh, man, that game was so good. So I finished the main story... And if you just want to do the main story, it is um, completely self-contained unto itself. You don't need to do any of the post-game. Um, but the post-game is surprisingly robust and actually pretty cool. Um, it is, I will warn you, though, that the pacing is completely different from the main game. Um, so be prepared for that because it kind of surprised me. And I had to kind of change the way that I was approaching and thinking about the game. So... I don't want to spoil it because it gets into like crazy weird territory very quickly and I don't want to say anything more. Also, if you like um, time travel science, this will probably drive you crazy because it immediately jumps into um, things that happen at the end of the game, predicate things that happen at the start of the game. And I know there's like an actual term for that and I'm forgetting what it is like faded paradox or something like that so back to the future theory yeah 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 so like yes 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 uh, marty was pretty much responsible for getting his parents together right so yeah there's some weird weird crap like that that goes on um but it's all very cute and very sweet and i really enjoyed it so the main story took me like 43 hours precisely to the minute to finish. Um, and then I think I was just shy of 58 hours by the time I finished all the optional content. So beefy, beefy game, which was nice. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, it was huge. It was way bigger than I expected. So that was really cool. I definitely got a lot of bang for my buck on that one. So, And then since I was done... And I don't have any of my Christmas games yet. I decided that I wanted to jump into a ridiculously huge game that I will never, ever, ever finish before Christmas. And I decided to restart, because I, I never really got anywhere, um, Trails of Cold Steel. So everybody has been bugging me the entire year to play this game. Um, and I started it in like February and got less than an hour into it and I fell asleep twice trying it and I was like no this just isn't the right time for me to play this game and so I started it on Thursday and I had horrible migraine all day yesterday so I wasn't able to get very far but what I have played I have certainly enjoyed and so the the sort of premise that I have gathered from this game so far is that you are students at this academy and normally what happens is that you are divided into classes based off of um, like a caste system and so there are three school classes for the common folk and then two classes for the um, nobles 
and except this class is different. This is class seven. And in class seven, you are placed based on your aptitude towards this new thingamabob jigger fancy thing that they're testing. Orpiment. Orpiment, thank you. And the only way to get out is to kill somebody and get away with it. No, no. (laughs) No, damn it. Oh, all right. Yeah, so there's these technological things called orbments, and they let you link each other together. And when you're linked together, you're. Did you say ornaments? Like you're decorating a Christmas tree? Orbment. O R B M E N T. It's like ornament, but it's missing some letters. Okay. So if you have an orbment and you can, like, link together yay and so they've thrown nine people together that have the highest aptitude for linkage does this happen over the course of nine hours and there are also nine doors no okay just nine persons okay um but the the controversial thing is there's commoners and foreigners and nobles all mixed together in the same class oh my and so um yeah, I've sort of only been vaguely introduced to people. Um, so there's um, one guy who says he doesn't have a drop of noble blood in his veins, which to me screams that he is from a house of nobility, but was a commoner that was adopted. Um, and I'm sure that's actually what it is, although that hasn't been revealed yet. Um, and no, this there... is called still the um, secrets go far beyond that. Okay. Ooh, then I'm looking forward to what the truth really is. Um, and then there's a girl who doesn't want to tell me what her last name is, which means she's probably part of the family that invented the orb mints or some garbage like that. Um, there is a guy who is most definitely noble, and he's actually super humble and super quiet. And then there's a guy who's a commoner, and he's a snotty dick. And so, yeah, expectations kind of all over the place about who should be acting like what. So it's sort of been a very interesting introduction so far. So wait, class seven is just the sixth class? Yes. Okay. I won't try to understand that. Yeah, the students did bring up that inconsistency, and the teacher sort of poo-pooed them away from it. Okay. We don't talk about what happened to Class 6. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. <laughs> so... You know those ornaments you have? That's <laughs> Class 6. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that macabre. Okay. <laughs> A plus for creativity, Chris. What the I still hell? think this is a Danganronpa game or a 999 game in disguise. Or both. Dangan, Dangan 9. Um, nine, gun, 9 Gun Zero Escape. So everyone who has described this game to me has has compared it to Persona, where you have school... I thought everyone compared it to the first Trails in the Sky games. Well, so you have school portions and free time portions and then combat portions. I have not gotten that far yet. Yeah, so. it's not it's not really every day you do that. You sort of you'll have one big section that's stuff and then one big section, so it's not it's got some similarities, but it's not don't expect it to be directly comparable. Okay. I don't get to say. read books on the subway. There no. are books to read, no, but no, not no, on the subway. Yeah, there are books 
with lots of stuff to read, but that's a common Legend of Heroes thing. So, are you playing on Vita? Yes. So, yeah. And that's as far as I've gotten. It has piqued my interest certainly more this time than it did last time, which is definitely good. Because last time I literally fell asleep playing it. I think. Sometimes you just got to be in the right mood for those longer RPGs. Yep. Although, why I did this to myself ten days before Christmas? I are you gonna know. Are you gonna go back and enjoy the first Trails in the Sky games? Nope. No. Okay. Which is a shame because they're amazing. Nah, I. You know what? I tried them and it just no. Nah. But these are supposed to be just like them. Um. No. Um. It's it's quite different, Chris. Oh. Okay. The uh. These ones are three D. The. the Trails in the the first two trails in the skies are isometric and a little bit more old school. So better. Not necessarily, <laughs> I know, but I'm just being a jerk. If you're not going to play through Trails in the Sky, you probably, there's one character you probably want to read about at some point. Yeah, not, but that's it. <laughs> Who is it? No spoilers. Can't can't tell you. Oh, okay. Mass, massive spoilers for the previous game. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, you have to send me a message on Slack. Yeah, yeah. I was looking through the art book of the second game when I got it, and I was like, okay, I'm glad I played through the first game because I would have been pissed at that. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't read anything about the third game. No, I haven't been. What second chapter? Yeah. No. No, oh, Trails of Cold Steel chapter. three. Why would? You... Oh, yeah. okay. Because it even its setting spoils these games. All right. I bet. All right, I'm gonna shut up. So yeah, that's... Fal Falcon oh. wasn't. All right. So how long did yeah. it take this this Trails and Cold Steel to get going? The first game, it seemed like it took twenty hours to get good, right? I don't know. <laughs> People gave me different numbers all the time. It's, like... <laughs> it's already gotten me interested, which. Um... So within an hour. Uh no. Oh, two it, hours. It took a little bit. I don't know. I haven't Three looked at my. Hours. I haven't. Do I hear you know, four hours? You keep saying numbers Do I hear as if five the hours? answer I don't know is going to well, magically I'm figuring change. one of the other people on the show. Four, could... four hours, 23 minutes, and 17 seconds. Sold. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. All right. So, yeah. Um, this has captured me in a way that um, tits did not. And I like tits. But <laughs> tits being an acronym for trails in the sky. I don't know why you would think it means anything else. Yes. Yes. Aww. Yes, absolutely. Sure. So. Yeah. Um, trails in the sky did not capture me the way that this game has. So you are a member of Thor's military academy? Yes. Are you an Avenger now? N no. Well, oh. you're training to be an Avenger? No, I'm a revenger. Oh, you're a revenger. Oh, cool. I missed that part of the summary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Must have been while you were in the bathroom. Uh huh. No, they you can't say those things. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know if they're just listening to the show. It's terrible, Anna. So there's flying cats that you have to kill. It looks like I'm watching video of the first dungeon. What? There's flying kitties. Oh no, they're bats. Well, they're also cats. No, they're just bats. No, they're cats too. No, they're really just bats. It says flying kitty oh, what? when you target them. Huh. I guess I didn't notice that part. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Final Fantasy has these too. 
Yeah, catchies. No. That's not a catchy. It is, isn't it? Well, <clears throat> More cat, or less. Cat bat. All right. In Final Fantasy VI, it's great because the cats are literally just using like artificial wings. If you look at the artwork, which is just a great idea. All right, I'm gonna shut up now. What are we talking about? I have talked about all the games that I played this week because I only played two. It says Flying Feline is the enemy name, just to confirm, and they have a tail, which bats don't. Okay. They look Anna, very Anna Marie would like to have a pet bat. I just want this to be clear. She really likes bats. She wants bats and snakes. Yeah. Anna Marie wants to run a haunted house. Except without the spooky things. <laughs> like bats and snakes. <laughs> Neither bats nor snakes are spooky. They're just misunderstood. They're cute. <laughs> okay. Can right you in. imagine your cats with a snake having a sentient string? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's going to win in that one. Oh, Probably oh. the cat. Oh, I think the snake could just strangle him. Not if, I mean, unless you're going to get a boa kid or like one of those huge African pythons. What kind of snake would you get, Anna? Oh, probably a constrictor. How big? I don't know. How big can I get? Oh. <laughs> We're going to be eaten in our sleep. Only if we don't feed it properly. <laughs> like our cats? We feed our cats no, 16 we're feeding times the snack. a day. We're feeding the snake our cats. <sighs> no Poor snack is going to eat our kitties. <sighs> no snack eats kitty. Alex, what have you been playing? <laughs> Please save us from this conversation. I've, yeah, I've been playing uh, Boot Hill Bounties, I think, a lot this week. Yay! So. I want to know more about this. Uh, well, it's, based, it's uh, Wild West RPG. It's the sequel to Boot Hill Heroes, which I haven't actually played, but this game does a good job catching you up on what you need to know, so it's not an issue if you haven't played the first one. You get to you get to figure out who the characters are and what happened previously, etc., so... That's handy, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's got a sort of turn-based combat system in which the characters charge up their sort of action points as you go along and use that on certain with certain skills in combat. And it has a hat-based class system. So depending on which hat you're wearing, it Depends on which moves you have available in battle. So that's cool. Oh, just like that's Four Heroes funny. of Light. Hat party! Honestly, these are Western hats, so. Like a Stetson. <laughs> that's one of them. Wait, yeah, so how many different hats can there be? I don't know yet. I think certain hats are. Certain characters have certain hats, so so far I think I've got three hats, different hats for each character. That it encourages you to use a hat for certain bits because you level up the hat and it gets bonuses, more choice and abilities, and you can unlock some abilities to be used with other hats. So I could see how that might devolve into silliness really fast. Oh yeah, I've been seeing him tweet out the different hats. They're pretty epic. So yeah, his decent you... selection, but it doesn't overwhelm you with them. Can you wear any hats on top of other hats? combo 
There's only one hat slot. Oh. This is not Kingdom of Loathing. That's what I want. <laughs> is there a 10-gallon hat? I don't know. There could well be. I haven't seen one yet. But I think I'm only about halfway through. So. What is the silliest hat you've seen so far? Um, it's one that has like the Day of the Dead skull, skull mask. <laughs> That's a hat. It counts as a hat. <laughs> Have you been playing anything yeah. else? Uh, I finished off Battle Chef Brigade. Ooh. How'd you like? How'd you enjoy it, Alex? I liked it. It's really fun. Um, it's not. M- it's not overly long. I think it's about 12 hours for me to actually complete it. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't too bad. I mean, it's a decent price for that. It'd be nice if there's like more stuff to do after you finished it, because at the moment there's, I think basically there's a daily challenge and then a couple of mini games. So after you finish it, there's not too much to do. It seems like something that would really work well with multiplayer. Because obviously it's got the one versus one premise to start off with, so... I looked it up. I looked it up after Chris talked about it last week, but that wasn't it, Chris. Yeah, I really like it. I I was a little put off by the art style, though. Hmm. I can certainly understand that. It's a it's a weird looking art style, but I like it. I think it works. Yeah, I think it works with what it's trying to do, like with all the and the 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 chairman has so many outfits. He has so many outfits. Yeah, I did notice that. He's, he's randomly changing outfits for <laughs> no readily apparent reason. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a match three game. You collect ingredients. It's fun. I, I think the story is well written. I like the voice acting. And I think uh, it's it's a nice bite-sized game, too. It's not another 60-hour epic this year. Woo! <laughs> That yeah, I agree with all that. And, uh, yeah, it helps not being too heavy. So these are all Switch games. Yep. Uh, Battlechef is Switch and PC. Yeah. And, and Boot uh, Hill's probably PC, PC as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's PC only, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. It will be other things oh, later. I assume it'll be Switch eventually. Yeah. But... It looks like a handheld game. Yeah, I don't think the first one ever came out on iOS. Okay. The first one came out on Vita. Yeah. I know uh, that. Th- through the PlayStation mobile pl- program. Yep. So I guess it would have worked on that PlayStation phone, too. Um, yeah. Then they had to convert it to, like, a real language and all that. So It's, it's basically a one-man studio with yep. sort of a couple of contractors, so you can understand why they're sort of just working on the one thing first and then moving on. But, yeah, it's got a, Has a good it's got music composer, too. Oh yeah, the, mu- the music's the music's fun in Boot Hill. Boot Hill yeah, I guess we're back to Boot Hill. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> should make that clear. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose you should say that, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots, lots of cool western western themes in that music. Yeah, uh, who's doing it? Is it Dale North or is it Jake? I forget. Boot no, Hill. Dave. Dave Welch. That's it. No, that's who com- makes the game. Oh, oh, the game. Uh, the music, remember. I forget. Yeah, it's Jake. Uh, it's Jake Kaufman, Vert, Shovel Knight, Shantae, DuckTales Remastered, that guy. Um, really good um, chiptune guy. So, 
Chris really likes his stuff. I really do. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and your dog found some things. That's cool. So, yeah. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Pascal, what you've been playing? Oh, brother. I knew that was coming. Um, I don't think I can add a lot, really, because it's for me, it's just more of the same. And That's we're having the same conversation funny. every time. All right. Catch people um, up. What are you playing? Well, okay. So still playing uh, Monster Hunter Stories, but I think I'm almost done with it. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't have much else this week. Um, I've been playing a couple of the, uh, what is it, PlayStation Plus free games, like little puzzlers that they that I've been meaning to get to. So I've played one called Forma 8, mm. which is kind of like a, a Metroidvania um, science fiction puzzle game. Um, which I didn't think I would like, but then I, I got sucked into, I just wanted to finish it really. I think, um, where you play a little, uh, it's like a, I don't, I don't know. It's, there's, there's not much of a story that it's really clear on. It's, it's like a little mechanical probe that gets sent to um, earth or a planet anyway, uh, from outer space and it, it crash lands. And, um, the, the game is basically, uh, once you once it regains its uh, quote unquote consciousness, you travel around and um, find out uh, what happened to the other probes that were sent with you, and um, and regain your like abilities to access new areas. So you keep backtracking, and there you go. That's why it's Metroidvania, I guess. Um, just a, I don't know, maybe like five or six hour little, you know, quasi puzzle game. Um, fun. So I just I I guess I just wanted like something uh, like a palate cleanser in a way with because the other games I'm playing are so like this you know re- long term projects I needed something uh, that I can get in and out of quicker and that was it <laughs> and then also the other one along with that is um, a game called uh, a puzzle game called Hue H U E which is a uh, color based um, puzzles where. What? <laughs> maybe they have a. <laughs> Are you about you to say the maybe they have a colorblind yeah, mode? You don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't think so. No. Um, it's okay. So this it's weird as far as like story goes again. But the premise is that you can switch. Um, you have a you have access to a color wheel where you can switch what color is displayed on screen. Um, so for example, um, if there are two obstacles on the screen, one is blue and, uh, one is red. If you switch to red color mode, the red obstacle, uh, which is the same color as the background disappears and you can pass through it. And if you switch to blue color mode, the blue obstacle disappears, but the red one reappears. So that's like the basic premise. Um, but there's a total of, I think, eight different colors, and you have to collect them one at, one at a time. So in between um, each new color that you get, there's probably about 15 to 20, uh, I, I would guess, puzzle screens, uh, all color-based. And you have to just find a way to get past all the um, the obstacles by making some disappear, switching colors. It's real pretty to look at as far as colors go, and it's, you know, a nice puzzler. That, that's about it. Another... Um, just like a, a low impact game that I that I've been 
waiting to finish up. And uh, hmm, I'm not sure if there's really much else to say about that. Those are both pretty fun and they were free. So, I, you know, I'm not complaining about them. Um, and then I've been trying to finish up uh, King's Quest. And I'm on the final chapter now. So that should be getting getting wrapped up. So not not a lot of like RPGs, really just um, Monster Hunter stories. And it's been talked to death already. Traitor. What do you mean? No oh, RPGs. for not playing more RPGs? Traitor! Well, no, I don't care. Monster Hunter? The Monster Hunter Kyle Santa. How close am I? Um, like, not, you know, I I, get the, I I can probably describe the area I'm in and just get an idea. Um, I think I'm finishing up the, the volcano. Is that is that the end now? You're getting pretty close. Yeah. I figure it must be, like, maybe a day or two away from it. So yeah, I don't want to beat a horse to death. That's that's about where I'm at. Yeah, that's about I want to say two thirds of the way, and so two thirds. Oh, okay. I thought that was much further. Maybe three fourths. I couldn't. Hmm? It's been well, a while. The story is picking up in that game now that I've passed the twenty hour marker. So I think the story is actually starting to capture me a little bit more. I had such a hard time getting into it. Just part of the reason why I'm still playing it for like how many months in a row now. <laughs> so how come you haven't quit? Mm, I want to finish it. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know if it's a, a New Year's resolution I had this year. I just don't want to keep quitting on games, and I, I find myself doing that all the time. So now I'm trying to go back and finish all the games that I've quote-unquote quit this year or last year. Okay. Did the scene that gave you the flying ability give you any feels at all? Um, not much, no. You must be a robot. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I remember you always saying, um, oh, the way before I ever got into it, oh, there's this scene happening here, and that's so really great. And I'm keep, I, and I kept waiting for, oh, okay, it's got to be coming soon. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna get hooked by it. Mm. Well, bear in mind, I'm also a very emo and a very emotional person too. So, oh, so what I was definitely gonna say is that it's getting to the point where I can't, um, like un unsee or unhear the, the constant cat puns anymore. Because every um, all the the feline creatures, every every third word out of their mouth is a pun, um, and it's it's always paws or meow and fur and everything is um, positively fursome and you know I it's possible. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm ever going to be able to play a game again and not have that just floating. Are you uh, saying you won't be able to forget this? Yeah. You're gonna Chris, hate the cat village. You are then. part of the problem. Oh, Perlise. What's that? Uh, Kelly says you're gonna hate the cat village. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you will. Yeah, uh, you will. And are you saying you gotta be kidding me, right, meow? <laughs> this I don't know. I don't have a response. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of a, a punny response on the fly. 
You are all going to drive him to drink. All right. Well, why don't we bury that discussion in the litter and move on? Um, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Alice, what have you been playing? I don't know. I, I I can't continue after all those puns. I'm just I'm sorry. Um, no, I've been playing what what I've termed the the Ubisoft resurgence. So I I don't know. This is something that's basically been confusing me for the last two weeks. But um, when did everyone start liking Ubisoft again? And when did their game start being good? I think once they forgot about Watch Dogs. I mean, Far Cry Primal say, and Watch Dogs, they didn't like, and then they started being okay with games again. No, but I'm also talking about, like, their, some of their longer-running games. Like, everyone was said that, oh, you know, The Division had terrible, like, a terrible release and kind of a very middling first year. And then basically the exact same thing to happened to um, Rainbow Six Siege, both of which I've been playing in the last couple of weeks. And, but now they're both in, like, year two of Operation... They're both, like, suddenly really good. Like, I didn't know what, people what were happened? still playing The Division. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think everyone who didn't like them just forgot they existed. But that's the thing. <laughs> like, The Division has been has gotten to the point where there were login queues. Like, wow. seriously. Is there, like, there an expansion login. or something that they're selling? Or do, is it just free well, updates? Well, basically, there was a... There was a um, there was a free weekend recently that massively discounted the season pass, which is what I picked up, because I never bothered with it. I stopped playing the game once I got to max level and finished the main story. Okay. But I did no, no, it just turns out that these expansions were actually pretty good, but combined with the other changes that they made in the last, like, I don't know, year of updates or something, everyone's just suddenly like, oh, geez, this is the game. This is actually Have really they fun. made the leveling process easier? Because that's what bounced me off that game. I found it to be uh, very grindy and slow, and I didn't like it. Oh, probably. I don't know. I I just finished the story. That was enough to get me to max level. Oh, Allison, I have an answer for you. Um, in the oh. chat room, they say, we didn't stop hating Ubisoft. It was just that EA outdid them. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> oh, and actually, no, it's not just EA, actually, given that some of the stuff I've seen on the Division subreddit this week is it's it's a combination of EA and Activision shitting the bed on Destiny 2. Oh, come on. People like Destiny 2. No, they don't. Not the yes, no. they do. They're just sad that they're out of content. No, nah. they're sad that they uh, raised the content levels behind DLC. Oh, right. Oh, and also stuff like um, something to do with how the EXP scaling worked or something. Oh, that EXP thing? Yeah. Yeah, seemed to annoy a lot of people. But either way, it was like, well... <laughs> And then, yeah, then Ubisoft came out with this, like, patch 1.8 for Division. Everyone's like, oh, crap. The I can't believe they're good. still putting money into the Division. It must... What do you buy? What money. makes them money? Like, still just season pass sells? Or are there, like, loot boxes to buy or something? Oh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a cosmetic loot box. Okay. But, you know... I... Have I? Yeah, no, I have used it a few times, but I've not bought anything because I get free shit. Good. Wait, how do you get free stuff? Just from playing? Just do, just, yeah, yeah, just do stuff. Yeah, good. That's so. the that's the way a loot box should work. We're looking at you, Star Wars. I mean, I've got this right. I mean, the, the only reason um, I like it was one of the early things that I got was a really nice looking rainbow backpack skin, which I now rock everywhere. Oh, cool! Doesn't that blow your cover though? Nah, screw cover. <laughs> 
Um, there's even a global event. Cover is right? for people who don't look fabulous. All right, Alice, what I want to know is we're two years into this thing. Are people actually playing it like they played it on the stage at E3? Do you sync up with three other people and have a team and you're like, all right, stray from around the side. I'm going to set up a diversion in the middle. You control the drone and go there and we're going to coordinate our well, efforts. I mean, given that I only um, started doing the challenging difficulty missions because it's like one of the best way to get points for the current um, global event. Um, that kind of stuff happens, but most of it non-verbally. Oh, everyone just knows what to do. Every Everyone, everyone is just kind of knows where the spawns are, and you know. I would think like you have to split up so and coordinate your efforts when you split up. No. Um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Um, but yeah, no, it's still actually well, pretty fun, really. Um, and yeah, there's a global event going at the moment where um, uh, the lowest level of it is um, enemies explode when killed, so you can set up. Particularly at like sort of where enemies like rush into a room or something. If you gun one of them down, you can set off like massive chain reactions and take out the whole group. Uh, but there are harder variations where not only do the enemy explode, but if you get shot too many times, you explode. This sounds okay. realistic. Oh yeah, no, it's it's realistic as fuck. <laughs> so. Apologies it's... for any young listeners. Hey, I've not been on the cast for like. I know. Weeks. Oh yeah, you got him saved up. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, I know one of the expansions was um, uh, the one that introduced the randomly generated dungeons. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I remember like, that. Being yeah, the thing. randomly generated underground dungeons. Those are actually pretty fun. So does this work um, as a loot game now? Is it like good? Do you get good drops yeah, and I mean, stuff? You can play it that way. Even got They've even got, uh, now tell me if you've heard this type before, mm. exotics. Oh, I have. From the yeah, aforementioned sounds, Terrible sounds, Destiny. Sounds familiar, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Exo is that just a name for legendaries? Yeah. yeah. Uniques. So they're name, name, named weapons with a yeah. unique ability. Like, Are they gold ability. or orange? Uh, no. Um, they usually have a, um usually some kind of unique appearance, but they're not, like, garish. No, but they Actually, don't no, have, like, a color icon that associates with their rarity level or anything? Oh, yeah, no, they're, um, like, dark orange or something. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Um, but, <laughs> I'm but glad is, to know that's like, the universal color scheme. Thank you, Diablo. There is, like, a, um, there is, like, a, um, I think there's one that's, like, an AK with, like, a gold inlay on it. So it's not, like, made of gold, but there's, like, this kind of, like, gold filing down one side. It actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the kind you gotta of gotta look good while you're shooting people in the head, Anna. It's very important. Yeah. Okay. They also added um, the uh, like they extended the area for the dark zone up north. I think that was one of the early additions. Um, I'd never actually been there, and uh, Jesus H Christ, Ubisoft art guys, what the hell? What? I we're talking like streets full of bodies. Oh, like dear Jesus Christ. Like stacked up like two stories high. What? Oh yeah, no, it's it's bad. There's there was a plague spread by money in this game on Black Friday. Uh yeah. It, that's the story here. <laughs> so well, there's a lot of dead people. Look 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 no further than the line Central Park is full. Yeah. <laughs> like literally yeah, full it's, of dead it's, bodies. It's kind of it's meant it's meant to be quite grim. 
But um, yeah, no, I wasn't expecting yikes. that one. But uh, yeah, yikes. Uh, no, I mean I've got to give credit to the to the the art people here. They've they've certainly done a good job doing like post biological terrorism apocalypse New York here. What's um, unclear for me? Did have, are they ever going to show any of the rest of the world in this game, or is it just New York that we're saying is affected? Um, well, there might be a uh, there might be a um, I don't know a sequel or something if the current run does very well. Sure. Uh, don't know. I mean, Rainbow Six Siege is going into its third year. Um, and that's also for a tactical shooter. It's kind of replaced where what um, I don't know Counter Strike used to be to me. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So you're um, so you've been playing those two shooters. Did you play any of the PUBG updates? No, not yet. Okay. I'm waiting for the full. I'm waiting for the full version to come out. Oh, that's soon, right? This week. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Yeah. So. All right. So we'll hear um, from you next. But yeah, year. so Rainbow Six Siege is more of a um, yeah, it's more of a uh, um, it's not quite as I don't know. I'd almost describe uh, Counter Strike as like uh, arcadey maybe. Whereas Rainbow Six Siege isn't. Well, mm -hmm. actually, no. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, Counter Fight Counter Strike is extremely fast paced and very few hits to take someone down. Right. That's kind yeah, of that but thing. The same is true with Rainbow Six Siege. It's possible yeah. to die in one shot if someone catches you in the head with the assault rifle. Mm -hmm. um, although I think it really depends because there are unique characters that all have their own like sort of unique ability for either attacking or defense and. Um, you know, I'm I'm just working under the assumption there's some kind of like massive meta game or something. But you know what? I don't play ranked, so I generally don't care. I pretty much play the same character when playing attack and switch it up when on defense. All right. Because you know the character that I normally play on attack, uh, Hibana, has a cluster sticky grenade launcher intended for breaching reinforced walls. It's cool. And yeah, the, the the like the wall destruction and the floor destruction, that's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. Have you oh, played any was... RPGs? Oh wait, you played no. I played Fantasy Star Online too. Okay. <laughs> I went I went back to it for a bit. Alice, you need you need help. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean but it's, it's coming to switch. Okay, but wait, but really? Yeah. It? It's still not coming out in English. PSO2 oh, nice. is coming out in Switch in Japan. Oh my gosh. That's actually quite funny. Are you going to get the Switch version? <laughs> I don't have a Switch. Oh, now's the time. I already have, I already have the Vita version and Region the PS4 free. because they're both free. Oh, good point. Because they're both download titles. You can just download and stick them on whatever. Um... Is there some crazy event for PSO2 now that you're playing? or? Well, there's nearly always an event of some description going on. I remember on. Last, last time month... it was running around Vegas or something. and Oh, yeah, no, this time, uh, last month, it was uh, Dengeki Politan Land. Because... What? Well, you've never heard... I mean, it's... Politan is Dengeki... The Dengeki as in Dengeki the magazine's mascot. Yes. Wait, hold on. Had... Hold on. Is that mascot by any chance a reindeer? No. Okay, so I've got somebody running around in a reindeer costume on a live stream right now, and that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's Christmas event at the moment. Okay. This was last month. So okay. for whatever reason, Dengeki Magazine over in Japan paid, I don't know, paid Sega to 
have a whole sponsored they put their mascot in they put an entire emergency quest in which was uh, like a high score rush like enemy killing high score rush um and now this time they've just replaced it with their usual christmas event complete with um extremely earwormy remix of jingle bells i want to play and this. Christ- and, <laughs> and christmas outfits and an entire christmas concert as well how, how long would i have to play to be able to actually play the christmas event with people who are playing the christmas event now uh, how many hours I, do can, I have to put in to level up? I'm pretty sure you can do the Christmas event at level one. Oh, but, but I just get smashed by everything? Well, no, because there are five difficulties. Oh. You just do it on normal. And people will queue with me or what? Oh, yeah, just make sure you're in the right lobby. Oh, actually, no, speaking of, there's now a, uh, a, a multi-lobby match. Oh. So. Well, Christmas previous... is saved for Chris. I don't think so. I don't think I should play this. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I'm not. I I generally don't recognize. Uh, I generally don't recommend most people just because I have my own personal tastes. And generally speaking, well, and you can recognize some of the characters on the screen, whereas I be completely reliant on the half translated client or whatever. Hey, the translation patch is pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Have they been keeping up with new content? Yeah, they have. Oh, all right. I think the only thing that's not been translated in terms of storyline stuff is like the latest, latest story stuff. I think they've actually been keeping up with most of the rest of it. They they changed um they changed how the uh, translation patch was applied sometime around during I think it was like during the middle of episode four. Bear in mind we're on episode five now, and it completely changed instead of like doing file replacements they're able to do the translation in a completely different way or something so oh, um that's good. that probably makes patching a lot easier yeah and it makes patching a lot easier so it means they can also update the uh um they can like update the translation a lot more frequently as well rather than having to release bigger file replacement patches this is a giant christmas tree boss isn't it is it I, sort of. It's like a giant flocked Christmas tree with an energy ball under it. I don't know what's going on. That, it's oh, that Christmas-y. might be. There's ornaments. That... <laughs> and it's got okay. wings. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> it's purple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, the Christmas event just spawn- has a um, uh, large number of... Uh, or it has a specific 13-star weapon series on its drop table and just also spawns a lot of rare bosses. Okay. Merry uh, Christmas. Dress up yep. like a reindeer. And speaking of Christmas, the other thing that I bought in the Ubisoft Resurgence was Steep. Oh, snowboarding. Yep. Because throwing throwing yourself down a mountain in a wingsuit is actually quite fun, turns out. They just released a, um expansion covering... Uh, they, they are actually an officially licensed partner of the Winter Games in South Korea next year. Oh, boy. Yeah. Cool. I had a dream that, like, I somehow missed the Winter Olympics. Oh, that was a uh, weird dream. Okay. I was very upset because I wanted to oh, watch yeah, no. them. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> um, speaking of winter-themed MMO stuff, have you guys seen the bear with a Santa hat in Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, no, not what? yet, but I'm planning on getting it at some point. Yeah, that event started now. So Christmas time in Final Fantasy XIV. It's like, I wish WoW had a mount that was like that. 
I know that they have that abominable snowman mount, but I don't even remember how you get that. But that's not nearly as festive as a bear in a Santa hat. Oh, speaking of abominable snowman, I highly recommend you watch um, Sia, S-I-A, the singer, did three Christmas music videos for her Christmas album this year. And they're all out now as of December 15th. And they're a series and they're claymation and they're awesome and adorable. So I highly recommend you go watch them. So, um, And then the last thing I've been playing and I think eh, maybe saving them, not necessarily the best to last, but certainly one of the more interesting games I played. Um, who remembers Zaktronics? Oh, uh, what? They're the developer behind uh, Space Gem and Shenzhen IO and TIS 100. I have not heard of any of these things. I just oh, no, neither have I. Really? Not even Space Jam. Oh, I mean Space the movie. Jam. I mean we know the movie, but the no, game? Space, Space Jam. Channel? No, wait, what? No, Space Jam, as in C H E M. Chem. Oh, Space Jam. No, no, I, Mm-mm. I have no idea. Okay, All so right. they've they've released another puzzle game on PC called Opus Magnum, um, which is a hex-based. Um, puzzle where you get given a series of alchemical reagents and you then have to use these mechanisms to create alchemical products through these this uh, like a step recorder hang on the best part is it has a um whatchamacallit a record gif feature for when you finish a puzzle now let me just see if i can find my uh, my puzzles it also has some whatchamacallit steam workshop support so you can design your own puzzles but uh, I'll just link it in the Skype chat. That's an, uh, I think that's a lot of the ones that I've done the export GIF function on. It kind of gives you an idea of, of like how complex some of the uh, solutions can get. Oh, boy. Um, okay. I think my eyes just crossed. And then, yeah, that's what I don't know what I'm at. looking at, really. All right. Okay. So you have to make a thing that solves a puzzle automatically. Oh. Uh, well, yes, yeah, sort of. You have to um, basically each each of those arms and tracks that you see in the solution is something that you have to pass like a series of commands to, like you know, ro- uh, pick up, pick up reagent, rotate, and then drop, and then you have to put the product in in its slot, and it will repeat. So it's like a like a thing at the bottom, uh, like a... How would I describe it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> They're all working at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's it looks cool. It's very satisfying when you put one together. I mean, this Especially is... some of the more complicated ones. Did you like Factorio? Uh, uh, I actually tried to play Factorio, but um, I found it very difficult to get into. Oh, okay. I found this one a lot more approachable. Because compared to even to Zaktronic's other games, this is probably their easiest one. Um, uh, Space Chem was complicated, to say the least. This is easy? Uh, compared to some of their other games, I'd say so. Let's go all the way okay. down. How are you doing this, Alice? You just keep adding stuff up to a current imager? I don't know how imager works, apparently. No, I didn't, because uh, to say, the game has a record GIF function. I just uploaded all of these into an album. Oh, just at once. Okay. You're not yeah. just uploading them as you go, because that would be cool. Uh, Well, I might add a few more once I've actually made a few more. I, think I didn't this is realize the one imager had so albums. Cool. That's neat. Oh, right. 
Anonymous um, albums. Okay. But um, yeah, and there's also Steam Workshop support and a puzzle editor, so you can make your own. Um, and at the moment, the developer um, is uh, if you email a link to your Steam Workshop creation, they may also showcase it in something called the Journal of Alchemy. So you go basically get like a uh, featured puzzle inside the game. So that's what people are doing with Workshop is designing their own puzzles. Yeah, some, there are some really interesting Workshop stuff in there that, you know, there are some people who have a, a real eye for complexity. There's some very beautiful ones out there and consequently some very beautiful solutions to them, uh, but they are very complicated. It looked like they took a long time to build. So I would personally, I, I would actually recommend it as far as puzzle games go. It's pretty damn fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking through like the actual gameplay with the editor, and it's like that looks even more complicated. <laughs> well, I think the game because if I mean this is kind of uploaded in a, as a kind of because the game does actually have a storyline. Um, it's basically just kind of like almost not necessarily visual novel style, but sort of talking heads just talking about things, and then you generally have to then make an alchemical product um, sort of related to what's happening in the story at the moment. Um, and they get, and the, basically the things that you get are more complicated as the story goes on. And then I think the assumption is when you finish the story, you go on to doing Steam Workshop stuff, which is even more complicated. So, and there's like even a lot of things mechanical like, engineering. And there's, uh, you know, there's like leaderboards and stuff like that as well. So you can optimize either the cost, the number of cycles it takes to get to the end, or even the area. So how big the machine takes up. Like, can you squeeze it all into a into a fine space? Because some of mine are a little bit um, spread out. Because there are rules about you can't have you can't like crash parts of your atom into another atom, sort of thing. I think you've lost us all, Alice. Ah, uh, well, there you go. That's okay. It's very interesting. I think they they might have they might have a demo. I don't know, but if they do, <laughs> give it a try. Good. Yeah, that uh, that game again is Opus Magnum. O p u s m a g n u m. If you want to try that out, Kelly, what have you been up to? Has it all been? Uh, have you been playing Opus Magnum? No. Oh wait, a Alex. No. What, what's going on? Yeah, I'm about to shoot. So. Oh okay. See ya. See ya. Bye bye. No, I mean I'm sure once you do the tutorial in this, it's probably pretty amazing. But just looking at the solutions, it's like okay, my mind is too dumb for this kind of stuff. <laughs> my mind, however, is not dumb for WoW economics because I've decided to go insane and try to get the money to get the Lightforge Warframe. Oh, what do you need for that? Um. Exalted with the Army of Light and 560,000 gold. Um, okay. So about half a, half a million gold. A little over Why, half a million how gold. How do you even get that much money? Well, that's are what I've gold been farming? researching. <laughs> I, I'm not even close are you to... Spent, are you sending real money to Chinese people? No, no, no. The funny thing is that if I really, really wanted to, I could drop 40 bucks on two WoW tokens and have the money right away, but I don't want to do that because I'm cheap. 
but I've been researching a lot of gold making techniques. And l let me tell you, when you research that, there's two types of gold making videos. There's the clickbaity ones. And there's the ones that take an hour long and it's somebody slowly going oh. through each, each point in their garrison. Did you find the ones by the mustachio guy? I don't know. Okay. He starts every video with saying, what's up, my mustachios? And it's... Okay, you would, you would know. Those Chris are the, has done okay. a lot of research. I've watched a lot of those from that guy because I found him I'm, to be the right mix of length and content. <laughs> I mean, does he give good advice? I don't know. I'm not good enough to do it. And he, he's, always, other... he's always about like farming old dungeons for gear that sells well and stuff like that so anyway yeah you, also you don't have a mustachio that's right i have no mustache so i don't feel qualified to answer so yeah i mean this morning i had like downloaded a new add-on called trade skill master that was supposed to kind of help out with the stuff TSM. and then I and then after 20 minutes of messing with that, I was like, bother this nonsense. I will just do it the old-fashioned way because this add-on oh, TSM is... is amazing. I will be honest with you. It does take a little while to learn, but if you find someone who gives you a <laughs> tutorial on the settings, um, it can help you find... So here's the thing. A lot of people have that stuff. So if you set it up the way they all tell you to, a lot of the auction houses are already picked over for the best deals. So it won't be the best case that you're hoping it'll be. Um, okay. But once you get it all there, it gives you a lot of info in a short amount of time for managing your auctions. But um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it just in the time it would take to learn all of that, I just figured it'd be faster to just post stuff myself because really all I'm going to end up doing is farming a bunch of leather to sell in the auction house because that goes for a lot and just running through all of my alts and seeing which high gold follower missions are out there because you can get a pretty nice chunk of change that way and it's really easy to level up all of your followers with just like one token and that's pretty much it because the, the thing that I gleaned from these people that do know how to gold cap that's pretty much all they do with their time and unfortunately, I don't have that kind of time. I have a little bit a little bit of time in the morning and a little bit of time in the evening. And then I do my like really heavy how while playing on the weekends. So I don't know how long it's gonna take me to obtain this amount of gold. I might get a couple of weeks in and just give up. I might uh end up doing what I've done with every other expensive mount where the next expansion, you just make so much crazy amounts of gold. It's like, Oh yeah, I've got half a million gold. I might as well go buy that light forge warframe. But I don't know. It's just, it's one of those mounts that I saw. It's like, man, this mount is really cool. And I'm about two thirds of the way there. I wonder how much of a pain in the ass it would be to get the other third of the way. And all, I mean, my husband has has that amount of money on him, and I asked him how he did it, and he was like, "I just did followers missions for two months straight." In was like the, oh, like okay. two expansions ago, or this expansion? Mm. No, this expansion. Okay, I don't know what's going on then. So I don't know it. Like I said, t temporary insanity. I do this all the time in a while. It's how I end up 
in my old garrison trying to find Pepe costumes and stuff from last week. It's just something that I do in WoW. So, aside from that, I uh, started up Fantasy Star 4. That's going to be my kind of Christmas, waiting till Christmas game. Um, I said last week that every once in a while I like to play something from my past just to kind of remind me of why I like video games. And Fantasy Star 4, I have a lot of nostalgia for because I had the Sega channel back in the day. And I would end up playing that a lot, but either getting stuck or the game dropping off the server service like right in the middle of a gameplay. And I beat it like in 2004 when the Game Boy Advance collection came out and I wanted to continue the story. But I realized that I had couldn't really remember what happened in that game, so I wanted to play through it again. Yeah, I, I rented this game and beat it in like a week or so. Um, it was yeah. really good. Um, took a while, but very anime. One of the first yeah. very anime games I played. All those cutscenes. Like people dying like that you didn't expect complain. to die and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like long before Aerith dying. Yeah. That's for sure. But, um, you know, people complain about the graphics on the Genesis. When people knew what they were doing, they could make Genesis games gorgeous. Yeah, this is such I don't a good know. game. Why haven't I played this again? Oh, whatever. I don't have time. <sighs> I mean, I, I don't think it's a very long game, to be honest with you. I was uh, looking on RPGclassics.com at the walkthrough, and the walkthrough seemed very short. Yeah, maybe that's why I was able to get through it. And I'm kind of annoyed with myself that I never managed to get through a playthrough on the Sega channel, but there was like one point where I would always get really stuck. I think it was when you go into Zeo's castle for the first time that I would just get in there and get my ass kicked. And it's like, okay, I'm I need to grind for a while. I'm and I've only got this game for another two weeks. I might as well just do another Shining Force two playthrough and call it good. Now, if I recall correctly, this game has, like, optional hunt quests, right? Yeah, yeah. One of them, you have to go give a short kick to a fat dog to get it to come back. <laughs> what? You have to go kick a dog. Okay. No, you just give a short kick to a fat dog. A short cake. I'm sorry. I heard kick. Yeah. I don't remember no. the details at this point. But here's somebody playing the fighting against the sandworm that I remember dying no, to. No, I keep hearing short cape. Yeah. I keep hearing you're it giving doesn't a short matter. cape to a fat dog. So I'm just I, like, wait, what? You're giving a I do have, what now? I do have a little bit of a lisp. What you really need is a list of, here's the characters who are actually from previous games in the series. And... That's what I want. Well, that, that's what's the funny thing, is that every time I go to play fantasy star i always want to play all the games in order because they do connect to each other mm -hmm. and then i get to three and end up giving up oh come on because... you get to choose who you marry well that and that's, and that's where Ren comes from and that's the thing i actually really enjoy three but that game is so slow paced compared to the other two mm -hmm. which which is really unfortunate although i was playing through of... two and I mm -hmm. couldn't finish that because it just got very hard. Yeah, 2 has a difficulty spike, and 2 also has like some of the worst samey dungeon design in my oh life. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. 
like mm. everything is a bland generic warehouse in two. Mm-hmm. And three does a lot better with the dungeon design, but then like the pacing of it is so plodding, and the run, the walk speed animation is so yeah. slow. I, I know. People I, it makes like me want to three. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to play it on an emulator just so that I can use a turbo button to speed up some of the stuff in that game. So. And three has very little to do with the story anyway, apart from like one brief little mention in four. So, I mean, you're, you're okay to skip three if you want to, but I mean, three has a neat story with the generation system. It's just not very well put together, unfortunately. But the best one out of the entire series is four, hands down. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So I I do have a lot of love and nostalgia for one, or Fantasy Star one too. But that one, yeah, have to have a walkthrough for because those maps are just brutal. Have they updated that to make it more modern? Because that's, that, I mean, that's only a master in, system game. Only in Japan. Oh. There's a complete 3D remake of one for the PS2, but that's Japanese only. But you can get a fan translation. All right. Which I I would like to play through one day, but unfortunately I would have to play it on my computer and I don't really like playing console games at my desk. All right, Kelly, what else did you get into? Um I played a little bit of Romancing Saga too. I don't know if I'm gonna keep going with that or not, just because I'm you know, I wanna finish Fantasy Star Four before Christmas. But I will say that the either the Switch or probably even the Vita version of Romancing Saga 2 is the way to go because my god playing that game on mobile just wasn't very fun and I, fig- I figured out why it's because um, you have a dash button but if you're dashing around enemies then it breaks your formation and that's really hard to do uh, kind of manage on mobile so being able to control that with an actual controller is so much easier. Okay. That's fair. Whew. But, but um, what I played of Romancing Saga 2, I really liked. Um, I was playing it while watching uh, The Force Awakens last night, but then I got into a boss fight where I was just getting my ass handed to me. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to play Breath of the Wild for just a little while because... I don't want to deal with this boss fight right now. I actually forgot to put that on my list. I, I've been playing a little bit of Breath of the Wild. And the reason why is because I bought the DLC. And I am a moron because I forgot that I played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U initially. <laughs> so, so, you, I bought the DLC. so you bought the DLC on the Switch? Yes. Oh, no, Kelly. Oh, you have to play well, a lot now to get to the DLC. <laughs> well, the good news is that a lot of the DLC you don't really need to have completed the game in order to do. Most of it you've just had to complete the Divine Beasts. That's yeah. most of the game! But the the, the Divine Beasts are so easy. <laughs> All right. Once you know what you're They're doing, re- yeah. 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 So I, I've actually been kind of slowly picking at trying to pick up all the DLC items. Like I picked up the um, the Majora's Mask and the Korok Seed Mask. 
And I'm trying to find that special horse bridle right now, but I keep getting distracted doing shrines and stuff like that. But what's what's funny about the Majora's Mask is that enemies don't notice you. Most enemies don't notice you. So you could just walk right by them and they don't even see you. And I realized that a Lionel couldn't see me. So I was like, I wonder if I can get off a sneak attack on this guy. Ah. So I kind of... I kind of creeped up to it, and the second that it realizes that what you're about to do, it's like, nope, I'm not falling for that crap. Turn around, fireball at my ass, dead. Oops. So you should have jumped on him. J- j- no, you can't. You can't do that. Like as soon as you get close to it, it realizes oh. what you're doing, and I, I don't even think that you can sneak attack Lionels even without the Majora's Mask. Because I've tried it. All right. I was just seeing if the Majora's Mask like turned off whatever flag it is that kind of have has them. Did you have stealth. all sneaking armor on too? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's too bad. Well, in in my Wii U playthrough, I had maxed out the sneaking armor, and I still couldn't get the drop on one of them. So I thought maybe the Majora's Mask might be able to do it, but no, no. Just just a PSA there. Don't <laughs> good sneak. to know. <laughs> Don't sneak up on Lionels. Lionel. All right. <laughs> and then and just a, a you've little been playing bit more. more Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the third island right now. I'm about to do the uh, creepy ass grocery store trial yeah. with the Mimikyu. The, Buff- the Buffalo Bill Mimikyu. What? Or did you get that far at all? I finished the original game. I don't have um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon yet because I put it on my Christmas yeah. list. I, I don't know how tr- different that trial is going to be. I just know that, that in the first game, that trial was very unsettling. <laughs> I don't remember it being that unsettling. It was pretty creepy to me, especially when they said that that particular room didn't have a or that particular there place wasn't didn't such have a, a room. back room. Yeah, there's no back room. Yeah. Ugh. Um, what is uh? So it hasn't deviated from the first game for you much yet, right? I think you're, you're not too really. early on. Apparently, Anna's been doing some research, and she says that it does deviate more, but um, it starts around the third island. Yeah, I imagine that once I get through the ghost trial, then that's when it's really going to start deviating. And that's just been one of those games that I've been playing a little bit at night and maybe a little bit in the morning and in the car when my husband and I've had to go places. Fair enough. We'll check in with you later on that. Yeah. I want to finish the game. I do want to see like what the ultra wormhole was like. And I want to, catch some of the rest of the extra Pokemon and stuff. And, and I'm curious because apparently you can find a lot of shiny Pokemon in the Ultra Wormhole from what I've cool. heard. That's nice. Rather than having to count to 63 or whatever, yeah. <laughs> kill all count those to dittos. 63. I don't know. There's a thing where you kill all the dittos and then you have to kill lots of things. Um, you need at, what is it called? When they come in and assist... Oh, assist Pokemon? Yeah, and there's yeah. a way to, if you, after a certain amount, it's like a much higher chance for shiny and stuff, and yeah. I forget, there's a whole thing to do with dittos, and I don't remember. Or is it, that's for higher stats. I can't remember. I was farming Pokemon, and it was very grindy, 
And I remember I had to count a lot to 30. To 30. It was to 30, wasn't it? Yeah, I've, remember, I've heard that. I've heard that the most tried and true method is called the Matsuda method. If yes, that's, that it. thing's crazy. And like, I like watching people who design crazy, like microcontroller things that control the, the, the controller to like walk around in the correct pattern and stuff and react and like farm the, the shinies for them. Um, <laughs> those are cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. See, yeah, the Matsuda method. See, that sounds like a different method. The Matsuda method is to uh, breed with a foreign Pokemon. Yeah, foreign Ditto. So oh, okay, there is a different method that talks about patterns and steps, and I don't know. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen people do that too. <laughs> uh, I want to know what Josh has been playing. Well, I, I don't know how much I have to talk about because I've mostly been working on Demon Gaze 2 and not really a whole lot has changed in the last week from that. It, it's still the, you know, the anime-inspired dungeon crawler. It's still, you know, I've, I've still played worse games than that. <laughs> I did get to the, uh, I don't think I'd gotten to the uh, dating minigame last time. What? No. Dating minigame? Tell us more. Yeah. Do you touch oh, people Lord. inappropriately? Oh, yes. You must have played a Vita game before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of each of the dungeons, there's a demon that is the boss. And, of course, the demons in this game are cute young girls. And after you defeat them, you're able to capture them and put them in your party. And then as part of leveling them up, you can go on dates with them. And every time you go on a date with them, it kind of unlocks new abilities for them. But the way that you unlock the dates, instead of like a normal game where you might have to give them gifts or you might have to have a conversation with them and pick the right options. No, instead in this one, it's a it's a touching mini game. <laughs> I think what, what do they call it? Here, I got the screenshot. Where, where does it say like a demon's health is regulated through a healing form of body stimulation <laughs> so you <laughs> so you have to touch the girls in the right place and if they like it and you do it enough times they'll go on a date with you so yeah yeah you yeah, can this, tell this this sounds like a visa game yep yep it it shows its vita roots even though it's on ps4 so, so you don't get the joy of actually having to touch the screen like you, like you did on the Vita, but yeah, uh, yeah. Is this on Vita too, or no? Yeah, it is still it on is. Vita. I'm playing it on PS4 though. Oh, you're you're cheapening the experience no. for yourself. And th there's a spot where you could probably get the hit, hit points through the roof. <laughs> Just saying. Oh goodness. <laughs> Oh, it, it's just as creepy as you would imagine. You know, you got to move the cursor around the screen and you it gives you this trial mode first before you actually have the one that counts. And so you're touching the different parts and then they make noises and you, you know, it tells you poor, good, perfect. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of hard to ignore that because a lot it it, it locks a lot of the best uh, a lot of the best uh skills behind that so you kind of got to do it <laughs> of course of course 
but other otherwise the game's you know perfectly fine and and i'm slowly making progress on that um i got is a it better bit than the first one anna needs to know because she had such trouble with the first one yeah he I says didn't... there are difficulty settings okay remember he went through that last time right i forgot yeah it, it's it's finally starting to get difficult i'm on i don't know what i'm at like i'm like 25 hours in and on like the fifth or sixth dungeon and it's finally kind of starting to ramp up at least on the normal difficulty like the last dungeon boss kind of wiped my party the first time i went and fought him and i had to go and grind and uh, and, and kind of get better at using the skills did Do you I? have to touch your girls yes i had to touch the girls there were girl touching involved okay <laughs> just confirming just confirming yeah so i, I didn't have a a lot of time, but, uh, you know, I, I, I did get to start near Automata. Is it Automata or Automata? We don't know. Yes. We don't know. No, maybe. <laughs> Cheese? But Chiso. it's Tia Crease. <laughs> no? Okay. There's no. a little reference. <laughs> um, Duodecim. Do so Duodecim. <laughs> okay. I mean, We're hey, really that new Insidia game's coming one. out soon. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's why he brought it and up. We were watching the trailer. <laughs> so I haven't gotten very far in Automata. I got I got through the prologue. The prologue you mean Automata? Automata, yes, yes. You mean Automata? <laughs> <sighs> He's just going to yank. Whatever you pick from now on, I'm just going to correct you the other way. <laughs> just so you know. So you haven't gotten that far in that game, which shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. But the prologue is just flipping amazing. It looks, I, I'm, it's kind of the first game I've gotten to play on with that new graphics card on my big monitor, and Ooh. it just looks gorgeous. Big 1440p, it looks awesome. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. It was um I because I recently played a bit more of it um on my and I recently got a 1080 Ti and I have a 34 inch monitor. It looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to getting more into it. Like it, it, it's it, it's like the original Near, but it plays better. So it's not it. it cuts Should way down I the play jankiness. the original Near? I don't. I didn't finish it, so I'm not the right person to ask. I got like ten or fifteen hours into it and just kind of faded on it. It's really interesting, but the gameplay can be kind of janky at times. Mm-hmm. But at least there's no ambiguity to how to pronounce it. True. <laughs> you should play it just for that alone. It does have that going for it. And then uh, the last thing I did is uh, last night, um, like, I obviously have poor impulse control, so the $200 deal for the PSVR kind of caught me. Oh, no, with the eye. old helmet. Yep, the old helmet. As long as you knew that going into it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it was two hundred bucks, man. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah, it got bucks. me a few weeks ago too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It almost but got us, but we're like, we helmet. have. Yeah, it was. Um, it almost got us, but we knew we have an HDR TV, so the new, the newer model matters to us. Yeah. If you don't have one, it doesn't matter to you. So. No, I don't have an HDR TV, so it didn't matter. So I got the I. I just got it last night so i only got to play with it for like an hour or two i got to play that uh i played the demo for the the game that's coming out moss the Yay. one with the cute little Anna's mouse played that. Oh, yes. 
I love that. That Everyone was so Moss. cute. <laughs> My only thing That's... about Moss that I'm sad about is it's going to be a very short game. So Oh, probably. It's more of like an entertainment experience than about a real deep game, but at least it'll be fun while it lasts. That's the one with the mouse that signs to you? Yes, it's the one with the little bitty, teeny tiny cute mouse. So when you're playing it in VR, it's just like the the level is just sitting right in front of you. You can kind of reach out and grab it, and that kind of becomes part of the thing is that they're, at least in the little bit of the demo they had on the disc, there was like a little puzzle elements where you'll have to like, Pull par- pull blocks out so he can jump across. You can kind of make a bridge for him, and he can jump across. Her. It's a her. lady mouse. Her. Oh, her. Her yes, name her. is Quill. Quill. Mm-hmm. Yep. If they mentioned that, I missed it in the demo. No, it's just <laughs> we've paid attention to everything moss related ever. Mousy. <laughs> but that that one was that was super cute. I can't. Although I didn't see anything do you know, in there. Do you that, like in, how you're like a Miyazaki monster when you look at yourself in the water? I did. Oh crap! I didn't even realize you could do that. Oh yeah, yes! your reflection is I like one of those out. demons that's shrouded with a mask, which I'm sure is not a oh. Miyazaki thing. It's like a Japanese theater tradition thing or something. But yeah, it's great. Oh man, that's so awesome! I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so when I, when it's one of the things over yeah. the water, you can also lean over the water behind her shoulder and see yourself. Yeah. Oh wow! Now I'm gonna have to replay it. <laughs> And then it ends at that moment, and you're like, oh, no, Quill. Yeah. <laughs> I Let me guess, her. it's a cat. No, it's a snake. No, no it's a snake. Gigantic that, um, snake. Playing that at E3 was pretty much what decided me to finally go for the, the VR helmet once the price dropped. For what, what it's worth, uh, I did confirm with them at PAX that they are planning to release on other platforms just later. So it sounds like they've got a timed exclusive with PSVR. I, I don't know if it gets different later in the game. I didn't see anything where it had to be in VR. It didn't seem like there was any reason why that game couldn't come to something else. I mean, it's it's cool in VR, but I didn't see any reason why they couldn't have that on PS4 or PC or anything else. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, beyond that, I played a couple other mini games, but the main other thing I did was uh, I had already picked up the PS VR Worlds because it was dirt cheap on the PlayStation sale. And I was doing the shark attack, you know, where they dunk you down in the ocean and then a shark. You're you're not really at first I assumed it was you're in like a shark cage, but you're not. You're just kind of in this diving cage with some uh basically just like metal to made out of metal tubing. Mm-hmm. So the shark so as you're diving down, eventually the shark comes and it attacks you. And that part of it was freaky. But you know, like I'm I'm carefully watching the shark as it swims around and just as the shark kind of swims underneath the cage my cat comes and just rubs up against my (laughs) leg (laughs) and that's when i jumped the hell out of my skin yep i must have jumped three feet in the air (laughs) oh man and landed on the cat in other news josh needs a new cat and a new pair of pants. <laughs> and it's so I've... funny because that was just the point where I'm like, you know, it looks pretty good, but you can tell it's, a, you know, like the graphics and the PSVR are not completely, you know, photorealistic by any means. But yeah, that one little bit with the cat touching me and I was just gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's pretty so much. Many people. <laughs> Go ahead. 
No, I've heard so many people have that reaction with their pets and VR. Yeah, and um, I was going to also comment, that's pretty much what uh, VR, when you put the VR headset on, that's what it means to anybody else in the room. It's open season now <laughs> on you, basically. Because <laughs> um, I, I have the experience with um, the game I bought with it was Resident Evil 7. And oh so, gosh. of course, my oh, girlfriend no. waits oh for my just the right moment. Yeah, if I could ever get Anna playing that game, I would totally be behind her, ready to blow in her ear at just the right moment like yeah. when something's over I mean, her it's, shoulder. It's virtual reality, right? I mean, you want reality? Here's reality. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would either get divorced or probably <laughs> the crap punched out of me. Um, there was one time when... My husband and I were playing PT that he flat out said, oh. you do not scare me. You do not say anything. You we were just going to watch. And I, I was being good. And then one of the cats like got in a fight with one of the other cats and started hissing at each other. And at that point, he was like, nope, back out of the venue. I'm done. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. PT's got such good jump scares in it. <laughs> Um, at one point when I was playing Moss at PAX, I did like jump out of my chair and I don't remember why. Do I remember? don't remember either. No, but I remember distinctly like yelping and like being startled about something. Um, I think it was one of the mechanical soldiers that had come up to uh, me okay. and I was just like, nope. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was funny because at one point the lady was... So the way that they had the PAX demo set up is not only is the demoer could see what you were seeing in the headset in case you needed assistance. And I guess at some point she thought I got stuck. So she was like, do you need a hint for what you're doing? And Chris was like, no. <laughs> I didn't even have to answer. Chris was just emphatically like, oh, do you need a hint for what you need to do next? And like before I could even say something, Chris was like emphatically, nope. Nope. She's just working it out. She's good. So I did figure it out. So that was cool. I can't wait for that game. It looks so good. It's amazing how many people that. It looks have so cute. demo things know. and yeah. don't know how to play games. I don't know how much of this is just being new to VR or if it's specifically that this was something extra in Moss, but I remember when I, um, I'm guessing the, the PlayStation store demo is probably the same one that, you know, we, you play on the show floor. Um, does it have the, the mechanical, like the, the drum, the, the rotating drum puzzle? Yep. Um, yep. so I remember being <laughs> the moment that made it for me is when, uh, is, is when I got to that section and I wanted to know, like, what can you really see? Like, how what how can you use the VR? So, um, like, I got out of my chair. I, I, you know, got, I don't know how to say it, but, like, in the VR world, I got close up to it. I, I peeked around the corner. I think at one point I got on the floor and tried to, like, look up from underneath it. And it does let you, you it know, is, like, go yep. to all the angles. So, I mean, that was the thing is, like, she said, you don't need to physically move outside of the chair to finish the demo, but you can. You can, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure if that, I haven't seen that in other games yet, or I haven't really, well, I haven't really had a reason to try, but Moss kind of invites you to want to try it out, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. It was really neat. I did do some neck craning while I was playing that. So that was cool. 
So anything else you've been playing this week, Josh? Sorry, we kind of took over your... No, no. We were having fun talking about VR. No, that's pretty <laughs> much it. I'm just watching somebody play through this ocean demo. They've been descending for a very long time. It, it goes on for quite a bit. It's very cool. Like that, that was the one thing. I, I mean, I played for like three hours last night, and I did not realize how long I had had the headset on because you just get really sucked oh, into did it. Did you have any tracking issues or the, the camera going weird on you or 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 anything weird? None. 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 Okay. Did you have any None. VR sickness? No. Good. I, I oh, did have some eyes. Oh, no. Say yeah. what? <laughs> both of those things have happened to me. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. I knew that going in, that was a a, a a possibility. The only problem I had was my eyes were kind of tired by the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it felt like I'd been reading a book for like six hours straight or something. <laughs> but that was about it. Anna, we've got a we've got this Oculus Touch, uh-huh. we've, and you have a VR capable laptop. Uh-huh. We have got to set you up in the living room. Yeah, I should play some um, VR games. I've also I've actually considered put. Well, I mean, I have strongly considered asking for a Vive for my Christmas. There you button. go. Play some Fallout Four VR. Uh, probably not Fallout Four, but I really want to try it with Elite Dangerous. Oh, right. That makes sense. You put the well. I guess you don't need it with VR. I was gonna say put on the track IR, but you don't need it if you got VR on. Mm. <laughs> the, the only my only extended VR experience is just buying the Google Cardboard, and even then, my phone's too big for it. Oh. We ended up getting the Rift because, like, it looked like that was gonna be the mecca for RPGs, and then it was the mecca out for of nothing. the VR things. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. The truth be told, I'm probably gonna have to like actually demo VR just to see if I do get sick before I spend any money on that kind of stuff because I know I get motion sickness horribly. Yes, definitely try before you buy. Yeah. From what I've found, I think it also does depend on the type of um, gameplay. Something like Moss, which is pretty stationary, I don't think will give you as hard of a time as um. Well, like I said, in my case, Resident Evil, because in that game, you do literally, you walk using the, the what is it, the left, the, the thumbsticks, you know, um, and you turn. And uh, so it's it's more real life movement in the environment. And, and that can really mess with you if you're prone to motion sickness. Yeah, I um, I can't play hardly anything first person unless it has like a really good frame rate or has a de- decent draw distance. Mm-hmm. Like um, cat lateral damage made me just want to hurl. Yeah, that first person stuff. But I think the the stationary games where you don't move other than just looking left, right, up and down. Then, um, I mean, I can't I can't say for sure yet, but uh, I think that's a little bit easier on the what on the your sense of balance well, we'll just have to see but vr's kind of got to come down in price a lot for me too yeah you just have to come to e3 with us next year kelly Ooh, <laughs> that's a lot cheaper not really no <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> pretty sure you can get a then... ps4 for 200 and a psvr for 200 right now that's a lot. Or just demo them for ten minutes yep. for the price of a plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! This shark just bent the cake. Oh dear! You need to get out of here. Sorry, the shark started attacking the dude. 
Oh, there goes your light. <laughs> shark <laughs> says you don't get a light. Chris is really into the, the shark. Took the light now. and said, "Yo, you don't get that." <laughs> oh, that's not good. Shark Chris. has taken the whole side of the cage off. Chris. <laughs> Anna. Chris. Shark. Chris. Shark. Put the shark away. Shark. It's time for the news. Uh, you heard it here today's the day we jumped the shark uh, <laughs> i think that should be the title of the podcast actually. we had jump a podcast called jump the shark <laughs> did we Damn yes have you checked this yes oh no we've had a podcast called jump the shark i'm checking again um, i'm sure we can probably still do something with it though uh, we have one called jumping the shark from 2010 yep Diving the shark, the VRing reason, the shark. The we reason that I remember shark. is somebody had to explain what jumping the shark was. To yes, me. and me. Yes, I think both of us. If I, I don't remember. Okay. In VR, the shark, the shark jumps you. <laughs> <laughs> There's our podcast title. Sharking the jump. All right. Hi, uh, I, I want to let you all know what I've been playing. Ma ma ma. I've been playing Xenoblade Two or Chronicles Two. And that's it. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah. And Anna and I are loving Tora's voice acting. Meh. <laughs> and I'm still grinding the heck out of side quests and stuff for reasons I don't understand. Um, and I've de- fully developed two of the continents already to five stars. So, woo, go me. We watched a quick look of Giant Bomb playing Xenoblade, and it was the worst decision we've ever made. It was not that bad of a decision. <sighs> Just because you get dissatisfied with watching Brad Shoemaker play games does not mean it's a terrible decision. I have reinforced the reason why I hate watching West. <laughs> anyway, we were I was critiquing their play style the whole time, and Anna was very frustrated with them. So, whatever. So, are you still having fun with the game? I am, but um, yeah, the, the game's flaws just keep coming more and more, and I can't wait for the patch next week, which... Um, I. I don't know if we've confirmed it's coming to the West at the same time or not, but um, they're fixing, they're adding stuff to make the map better and adding an easy mode to Tiger Tiger and stuff like that. And it would be well appreciated. I'll say that. So hopefully all that stuff comes out here next week. By the um, time I get to the game, it'll all be in. So I'm excited for the yep. match. All right. Well, let's do news because I think that's one of the stories we have. So beep, let's beep, get beep, to beep, it. Beep, 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 beep. First story today, Two Wars 2 has multiplayer expansion. It's out. Yes. Remember, Two Worlds 2 came out like an eternity ago. And, and then uh, randomly it popped up. Uh, did something just stop recording? Nope. Nope. We're fine. Okay. I just had a disruption. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's called so... a bad headphone cable. Now. Oh, okay. No worries. Okay. <laughs> so Two Worlds 2. Yeah. They randomly announced a multiplayer expansion a while back. So it's five bucks. And then it's here. Yep. You get three zones, uh, new magic cards, over 300 new items, and uh, if I rec- isn't this like um, before they're gonna put a new like uh, game out or something like that? I think I forget. That sounds right. All right. That feels correct. Well, and uh, Super Robo. Oh no, we'll skip the story until Alice is back. Alice just had to AFK for a second, and we had the robot game come up. All right, Nino Kuni two. That's Revenant delayed. Kingdom is delayed again. Yes. Set to release January 20th. I feel like it was already delayed once. Yeah, I'm sorry so if I'm wrong. it was supposed to be this year, and then it got delayed to early next year, and now it's being delayed again. March 23rd, 2018. 
uh, affects both the PS4 and PC versions. And yeah, they're there making it better. Well, uh, one would hope so if you're delaying a game. <laughs> yeah. The- so what was the official wording? I don't have the official wording. I just have our story, which says okay. it's been delayed. Okay. I'm actually kind of happy for this, given how bloated the January is going to be for me. I certainly wouldn't have time, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. The uh, the the voice acting for the Japanese version is up on the site now, so you can watch the trailer with the Japanese voice acting. And then they interview them all, and it's all subtitled, so you can watch that. It's a nice little it's video. It's very cute. It's a very very well done video. Especially if you if you like to listen to the Japanese voices, that'll get you psyched for it. Um, uh, Alice, yeah, Super Robot Wars ten, Super Robot Wars X. X. Why is it X and not ten or cross? Um, I, I don't know. It could be cross, but <laughs> this is everything like, seems to suggest it's just X. Everything in the Japanese, I've been told. Oh, Apple has told me that X means ten lately. Um, my traditional reading of Japanese game titles tells me that X means cross. So I don't know what this is, except apparently it's not 10 because there haven't been 10 of those games, right? No, there's been 51. Oh, wait, really? Wait, seriously? No. no the, uh, the, there's been a lot, I can tell you that. <laughs> but they they have released uh, back in the early days during like the NES and the SNES days. Uh, they used to release multiple games a year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and the series has been running pretty much non-stop since 1991. Wait, is that legitimately the number? 51? No. Um, I think it's actually slightly more. <laughs> I'm going to count them all. No, no, no! This the show will be 20 hours if you do that. Super Robot Chris, Wars got... titles. There's the classic, which is Super Robot Wars, no, second, Chris. third, EXF, no. and F final. No, Chris. No. Chris. I've got no. stuff to do no. today, man. Veto, veto. Continue on with the story. There's the Maso Kinshasa. No, Chris. No. Chris. <laughs> Unplug his mic. Bad. Oh, I I'm curious. Do it. All right. Well, this is the X series. There is a Z series, but I'm not allowed to read you the games from that. Um, this is the Correct. X. This is X, and it's being developed for PS4 and Vita. Japanese release is set for March 29th, 2018, and a Southeast Asian release with English subtitles has been confirmed for April 26th, 2018. Um, if you recall, we've talked about this in the past, but the uh, the Southeast Asian English versions are... Um, hot garbage. They're translated. And they're not hot garbage. These... I say, the Super Wars V no, was no, actually I'm... pretty good. I know. I was, I, I was quite... I would... Hot garbage would be an apt description of the Moon Dwellers translation, except that it is translated, so you, it could be worse. And I have to recognize that and say it must not be hot garbage because it's cold garbage. Wait, is cold garbage better or worse than hot garbage? Um. By the way, I did just paste all of the games into a, an Excel spreadsheet. The number of current Super Robot Wars games, including Super Robot Wars X, is 85. Oh, for goodness sake. So this is the tenth okay. game. Um, this is this is the this is the 85th Super <laughs> Robot Wars game. All right, all right. So Moon Dwellers, Moon Dwellers' translation yes. was translated, was... and I'll say that um, it's not something I enjoyed reading. I'm told V is improved upon that, and one would yeah, hope no, this V's takes more after better. V and not more after Moon Dwellers. So we'll see cool. how that goes. So series list. <sighs> Okay. 
All right, all right. So they put out an announcement trailer. We have it on our site. You can go watch that. Um, they also put out a message from the producer, and it's English subtitled, so you can watch these trailers. So don't worry about that. You can re- you can understand them if you just speak English. Uh, here are the series that are going to be in the game. We have Aura Battler Dunbine. I have no idea what that is. A late late eighties uh, another series done by the original Gundam director uh, Yoshiki Tamino. We also have new story of Aura Battler done by. Yeah, I, so that'll be uh, either an OVA or a movie or one of the more recent things that they've done for I it. I figured they just remastered it or something, but this, yeah. it's just mechs from that game. So I guess they take the new designs from the newer version. Okay. Yeah. Brave Express Might Gain, where gain is spelled G-A-I-N-E. Uh, it's, that's a uh, from the Yusha series. Um, they, if you kind of get the idea that you kind of have for that series, is it's from the same people who did Gal Gaigar. All right, I'll be... take your word for it. <laughs> um, we have Buddy Complex, which I love the name of. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to admit, I never actually heard of this one. This is apparently a debut for the Super Robot Wars series. Also, yep. Buddy Complex Final Into the Skies of Tomorrow. Also, yeah. a really good anime title there. That's yeah. The only, now the only thing I know about the only thing I know about Buddy Complex is the story involves time travel. All right, it. perfect. We have Col- Code Geass, Leluk of the Rebellion R two. So the second series only. Oh, of course, we have Cross Ange, Cross Ang, Cross Angie, Angie, A N G E, Rondo of Angels and Dragons. That's one of the repeats, along with um, Brave Express from what a, V. What is a rondo? It's a dance. Oh, it's a, it's oh a dance. okay. All right. Yeah. Dance uh, it's of Angels also uh, code, code Angie. Uh, sorry, Cross, cross, cross Angie. Angie. It's probably the trashiest thing on this list. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, Gundam Reconquista in G. Recon? Uh which is kind of funny because uh, I think that still screws um, Iron Blooded Orphans out of a slot in Super Robot Wars. A lot of people are waiting for that one. So Gundam Reconquista in G is a debut for the Super Robot Wars series. Yes, it is. Um, Gurdan Lagan, which I think Kelly yeah, recognized. No. That's an old one that's been in the series before. And Gurdan Lagan, the movie, The Lights in the Sky are Stars, in case yep. you didn't know. The lights in the skies are starters? Stars. stars. The lights in the sky the are light- stars. Did you not know this? They're stars. Okay. Also, the, the earth informed. goes around the sun. All right. Uh, Mashin Hiro Wataru. Now, <laughs> this, is, this is a all I know about all I, all I know about this one is it's like from the 70s or something. Oh, it looks. Oh, that looks cute. Yeah, it's like. It's like. It looks really 80s. Really obviously. There's a Hudson I know, it game. looks like 70s to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mazen Kaiser, not a mm-hmm. new one, and Mazinger Edition Z, The Impact, whatever that means. Then there's True Mazinger Zero versus the Great General of Darkness. All three of those were in, except for Mazen Kaiser, all, uh, those were in um, V as well. Okay. We have Mobile Suit Crossbone Gundam, the Steel 7, but just the mechs from that one. Because, you know pirates in space oh is that what okay mobile That's suit where crossbone gundam comes from all right mobile suit gundam char's counterattack and mobile suit gundam char's counterattack belter chica's children just the suits from that second one uh yeah the second one's only important because uh belter chica's children is like a novelization of the series of sorry of char's counterattack which itself is just oh. a movie uh but it has a couple of additional mecha designs that weren't in there 
So they had so, mecha designs in a novel. Yeah. Was it a light novel with pictures or something? Or I don't know. I, I've All never right. actually read it, but All it's right. where High New Gundam and the Nightingale come from. Okay. Uh, I actually saw that nu- that High New Gundam was in the trailer. So okay, Mobile Suit Gundam F ninety one, which I've never heard of. Yeah, that's one of the lesser known ones. But without F ninety one, you can't really get Crossbone Gundam because they share some of the same characters. Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz. That's the movie that came after G- Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. So that'll that that's the one that probably everyone's heard of, right? Yeah, I just I don't know that the movie was that good. I wish they just referenced the show, but I guess it doesn't matter. No, the point the, is just getting the uh, characters right. It is the one. It is the one. It, Gundam Wing is one of the ones that kind of came across to the US and yep. is very well known. That was one of the first ones. That was a big tsunami one. All right, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. That's an old one. Yep. Mobile Suit Gundam Double Z, or ZZ, yep. or I don't know. Or Double Zeta. And the, totally not Gundam, Nadia, The Secret of the Blue Water. What? <laughs> totally out of so, nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah, Nadia is interesting because um, a lot of the, or a number of the design inspirations for Nadia can also be seen in uh, Gunbuster and uh, mainly um, Evangelion. I'm trying to find the mech, and I just keep getting pictures there of a lady named Nadia. <laughs> no, there isn't one. That's oh. I don't think there is a mech. Nadia is um, Nadia. The Nadia itself is a ship. Oh, okay. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like Yamato's inclusion in. Is Z. it like a submarine? Uh, no, it's an actual spacecraft. But but the title um, says Blue Water. Yes, uh, I believe okay. the series takes place on an ocean planet, so the ship spends time underwater. I don't know. I haven't actually seen Nadia. All I know is it's what Gynax did before Gunbuster and Evangelion. Is this like when they put the Klingon Bird of Prey underwater? Oh, probably. I don't okay. know. Okay, all right. The unch- this is a- that's a new one for the series, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the Unchallengeable Ditarn 3. Uh, it's back into the 70s again. That is your series list for for mo- for uh, I almost said Mobile Suit Gundam X, but Super Robot Wars X. Confirmed for as English. you can tell, uh, as you as you can tell, I will probably be buying this. Yeah, I think so. Considering you understood almost every single series, even though I haven't seen some of them, because I haven't. That's that's fine. I, yep. And then there, go listen to the announcement from the producer. And then you can be excited or not. Please be excited. Please be excited. <laughs> Woo! Fire Emblem Warriors, Anna. It's that game on the Switch that you haven't played yet. Not yet. They've got their first wave of DLC, though. Yay! It's going to have content from Fire Emblem Fates. It's part of the season pass, which is 20 bucks, or individually for 9 Coming out on December 21st, it includes Niles, Azura, and Obero, all from Fire Emblem Fates. They have new um, abilities, support conversations, a history mode map, costume items, and weapons. Will Azura be singing? She better. (sighs) One would hope, right? I mean, you are the oceans. Gray waves? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Titan Quest is coming to consoles. Huh? (laughs) Isn't this a really old game? Yeah, but they recently did a remaster version. Uh, For what? Uh, Oh, PC. PC. In 2006, Anna. No, no, no. The remaster of the game, which was... Oh, okay. The remaster was for iOS and Android in 2016. And now it's coming to... PS4, Xbox yes. One, and Switch. Yes. Is it on PC too or no? Yes. 
I'm confused. All right, this is a Diablo game. Yes. In case you don't know, people like this game. Yeah. It's uh thirty bucks for the physical copies or digital copies, and then there's a hundred twenty dollar collector's edition. Yes, you heard me right. For a, a game that came out in '06. In the in the collector's edition, you get the game, you get a notepad, which looks like a nice Moleskine. Um, you get the, uh, Titan Quest and the Immortal Throne, which I guess were the old games. I don't really understand that. Um, and you get a premium box that includes a replica helmet. Oh, Alice needs to take off. Bye, Alice. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, sorry about that. My um, I I I'm dumb and use wireless headphones. <laughs> You have time to go get a cord. No, oh, no. The problem is all of the USB cords aren't long enough. Oh no! I'd li- I'd literally like to have lie my head down on my desk. <laughs> I kind of want what? a picture of that. <laughs> I, I, as much as I Just like get a being, pillow. Was, uh, as much as I uh, as much as I like being on this cast, yeah. <laughs> pillow right, cast. For Alice. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Not doing that. They're dropping so, like yeah. flies on the RPG cast. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so I guess uh, um, when I said that it comes with both games, that means that the remastered version has the expansion in it. So that's what's going on there. Yes. So. Okay. So is this helmet like a full-size helmet or a cat helmet it is like with Halo 2? It says 9.15 inches tall. So I believe it is like um, a leopard helmet. <laughs> so not quite cat, not quite human. Right? Maybe a dog helmet? Yeah, maybe a dog helmet. Yeah. All these collector's editions are going to be armoring our pets. That's right. They're going to rise up and take over. Uh, All right, here we go. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 update details. Here we go. So on the Japanese site, the producer of the game, I think it was the producer, he put out a big uh, post in Japanese like saying, here's all the stuff we're adding and things that are coming next year as well. It quickly got translated. Um, So here's what we know. Uh, there's a DLC, or excuse me, an update coming on December 22nd, 2017. It'll provide the first DLC included in the expansion pass, which is a bunch of items. You get 10 rare core crystals, a legendary core crystal, and three overdrive protocols that l- allows you to reassign um, blades to other people. Um, don't use them flippantly. They're very rare. Uh, you get some upgrade parts for Poppy, 30,000 Ether. It's real nice if you don't like playing uh, Tiger Tiger. You get five generosities, which is Pyra's favorite things, and five Ardanian bear carvings. I don't know about the bear carvings, but the generosities, I've had no trouble getting myself. Um, Does your tea have a lot of salt? (laughs) No, it's it's generous. Uh, In conjunction with the expansion pass items, Nintendo will also uh, release a free update. Yeah, it's part of the same update. It's going to include some bug bug fixes as well as an easy mode for Tiger Tiger minigame, improvements to the in-game maps. It'll add some bonuses for players' second playthroughs, allowing certain unnamed blades to join the parties, letting blades like Pyro and Drumark be in Merc groups, and unlocking the level 4 special attack of a certain unnamed blade. So those unnamed blades, like to tell you who they are, would be spoilers that they could join uh. the parties and stuff. So that's why it's unnamed. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is available now. Blah, 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 blah. So that's, uh, that's all I know. And there's the more stuff, more fixes for maps and, and, and uh, second playthrough stuff is coming next year as well. So, whew. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm excited about these fixes because they're, they're actually addressing things that I have issues with in the game. And it makes me think I should wait till the 22nd before I play any more of it. 
Um, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> That's the only I'm big traveling. complaint I've heard about the game is just the map being terrible. The map is awful. It'll direct you to walk through a mountain, which you can't do. <laughs> it's oh, it's no. terrible. <laughs> you have to like know where you're going to get to the... It's like just having a GPS pinpoint location without a route for how to get to that location. So it can be very frustrating. Well, so sounds... it's Garmin telling you to turn right into the lake. It, it, you are basically <laughs> geocaching. So good luck and have fun. Well, it sounds like in WoW when you're trying to find something that's in a cave and you can't find the cave entrance. Yep. Yeah, it, it literally has happened in this game, Kelly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that drives me insane. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, what won't drive you insane, Kelly, is that Pokemon Crystal is heading to the 3DS shop. Ooh. So it's coming out. Uh, it, it joins Gold and Silver as the third game of that generation, the second gen. It's coming out January 26th for 10 bucks. Uh, it will be compatible with the bank service, so you can get your Pokemon into and out of that thing. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I really enjoyed Crystal back in the day. So have a different story than Gold and Silver? Um, slightly different. I know that. Do you, do you know the three legendary dogs in that game? Uh, Suicune and Entei and Raikou. Sure, I got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Suicune, you can actually go up to and find it. You don't have to track them down like the other two in that okay. game. And if you're going to play just one of the three, do you play Crystal? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Not like you'll ever play it. I. Who has time for that, Anna? I'll play the next new game because I do enjoy the new games that they're making. So, shush. It, it is hard to go back to old Pokemon, I must say. We have a game called The Alliance Alive coming from Atlas. It is the sequel to Legrand Legacy, or a spiritual sequel, excuse me. Um, so it's not like an actual sequel. Uh, it sounds like you're controlling some big bull man and then you meet some demons and I don't know what's going on. But there's a trailer. You can watch it. Uh, you can see if you can understand what's going on in the game. Um, there's this one demon guy who's really rude and another demon lady who's like, hey, don't be rude. And then... It's a saga game. Okay. So there you go. It's there's... by the saga guy. All right. It looked like an Anna game. So. It's a maybe for me. Because I didn't like Le- Legrand Legacy. Ah, okay. I have this pre-ordered. I can tell you how it is and how much you're going to like it compared that would be to... fantastic. Next year, we'll see. I was going to wait and see what Wheels thought of it, but I will love hearing your opinion as well. Because um, I loved Legend of Legacy, but I also understand why it would turn off some people because it, it was very obtuse. Yeah, but... I was just like, uh, nope. That's par for the course for a saga game. All right. Wasteland 2 Director's Cut. You're like, hey, that, isn't that out? Like, Wasteland 2 came out, then the Director's Cut came out. Can we be done with Wasteland 2? No, because they said, hey, let's put out a Switch version. And people said, oh, oh, that could be fun. So if you want, like, a PC computer RPG type game, Wasteland 2 is coming to your Switch uh, on when? when? We don't know when. It's just they put out a teaser. That's the image and the game menu on a Switch. So that's all we know. At some point, it'll be out on the Switch. <laughs> that was the so, game I bought um, like as my launch title when I bought my PS4. 
Oh, really? And, and I was real, yeah, I was real proud of myself. Oh, I'm going to, you know, play a, a, an old school RPG and, um, boy, I only to find out I suck at these games. <laughs> Yep, that's what I was about. This to one's ask. a hard one. It's a it's a brutal one, like a Fallout or uh, okay. You know, yeah. yeah, Fallout. I did I did just as just as poorly. The yeah. the original when I when I bought the like the Fallout collection or whatever they they call it. Um, oh, I'm <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll is, give it a try again. Fallout is what came after Wasteland, so they're very mm-hmm. very interconnected as far as design ideas. So so I think right. my very first packs. They sent me to play Fallout 3. It had been a long time since there had been a Fallout game. And I knew nothing about Fallout because I just don't play Western RPGs. Well, the good part for you is that Fallout 3 is very different than Fallout 1 and 2. (laughs) I don't play computer games. I don't remember why they sent me to play Fallout 3. Because it was funny. Um, Probably. Um, Considering my honest sense of humor. Um, and yeah, I got there and they were like, great. Are you familiar with fallout? And I'm like, I've never nope. heard of it before. They're like, <laughs> all right. So you play computer games. And I'm like, I don't play computer games. At all. I play Japanese RPGs on like console. And they're like, okay, Why are you here? <laughs> this is going to be an interesting demo. So they apparently set things to like baby mode for me. And I still saw. Well, because uh, Fallout Three is more like a shooter. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Like, <sighs> these are isometric, um, uh, choice-driven, narrative-heavy, uh, post-apocalyptic Western RPGs. Yeah. In other words, it's not my game anyway. <laughs> is there a good baby's first Eastern R- or Western RPG? Uh... Oh, maybe that should be our question of the week. Yeah, and I, I would like go. to know. A lot of people are... Because jump- we, we all need to know so we can play it. Yeah. <laughs> Have either of you tried Divinity? No. No. Okay. No. I played Divine Divinity, and that was not a good experience. That's a different game. That's a Diablo-style game. Okay. Um, I think I have it, but haven't played it. Divinity Original Sin might work. Um, Let's just make I this mean, our Planescape question of the tor- week. Because oh, I bet you we'll get we some do? good suggestions. There's so many... Mm, what could get an absolute noob into Western RPGs without I mean, turning them off? To they're them? not for I... noobs. They're for people who just want to digest systems and try to figure out how to optimize for them. You know, it's it's well, like your gold farming videos, Kelly. Yeah, it's but, like you want I mean, to get real complicated. There has to be an not. entry point of some fashion. There doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, but how do you get there in the first place? Uh, you just play one and say, oh, this is cool. I want to learn more about it. Yeah, no, they're... No. Yeah. Intense disagreement. No, let's people... Put st- this, that's how they started with this stuff. Let's put this to the test. Quit. Let's make it the question of the week. Did you need an easy adventure game before playing Monkey Island? Um, Considering that my first um, taste of Adventure Island was the Telltale games, yes. Right, but I'm saying Monkey Island was successful before you and without an easy onboarding game. But the problem was that Monkey Island is intuitive. Fallout and Wasteland is not. <laughs> There's nothing intuitive about some of the things also, you do in that Also, those game. games fell out of favor because they weren't appealing to the masses. Mm-hmm. Same with these CRPGs, Anna. Eh. They went Again, away for many years and finally have, came back thanks to Kickstarter. But they have resurged and have found a new audience. They haven't just found their old audience again. 
So clearly they have adapted in some fashion. Yeah, I think what they've done is that these games are more accessible in and of themselves. Correct. So if there's an accessibility factor to them, which one is the most accessible? Yes. The one you want to play, honestly, because you're going to stick with it longer. Which one is that? Yeah, uh, the that's, one that's what appealing we to, know. The one that's appealing to you based on the the way the combat looks to work or the characters in it or the setting or the music. Great. Which one is that? I, I, I can't answer that for you. You have to look at them and say, oh, that looks like the one I want to try. Great. Let's have people recommend us some. Okay. <laughs> They're going to recommend all of them, but <laughs> let's that's please fine. write in. <laughs> and they can tell us why they're recommending them. All right. It's almost like it's a question. I know. Open-ended questions. And we're asking one each week. Because I've always wanted to get into more Western RPGs, but, you know, they're just not very noob-friendly, and it would be nice to kind of play a game that was a little bit noob-friendly so that you know how to play them in the future. So I think the Bioware games are going to come up here, and I don't mean, like, the original ones. I mean, like, the the later ones. So, like, your Star Wars The Old Republic or um, Jade Empire or something like that. But we'll see. I'm interested to see what you write in and suggest. Oh, that was painful, Chris. What? <laughs> Why was it painful? What was painful? I was painful. Yeah. Why? I'm sorry. But I think the wasteland and Fallout type games are more than just you know the Western RPG. It's it's a very specific like subset. But then again, that's just what I think. I mean, like, if I was going to get somebody into a Japanese RPG from the beginning, I would probably suggest Chrono Trigger because that's a very short game and the mechanics are very easy in that game to wrap your head around, especially for someone that's not new, used to RPG mechanics. That's kind of what I'm looking for for a Western one. And we can even expand our question to... You know, if you had an Eastern RPG that you would recommend to people, no, to no, start no, out no. With Let's too. focus on Western. Let's focus okay. on Western. Yeah. Because I mean, we could always ask the inverse question in another week. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We also don't need help with the with the Eastern one. No. <laughs> We're kind of no. all in, into those uh, right now. Oh, uh, I'd be curious to hear what other people said or what their suggestion would be too. But we can save that for another week. Yes. I just want people to write in. You have to write in podcast.rpgamer.com, uh, forums.rpgamer.com. 608-729-4098 without the sneeze excuse me Woo. sneeze at you mm. it's new Pokemon more Switch games announced Fallen Legion yeah so this was the game that was like split between PS4 and Vita I think yes and then then they announced it for just PS4 and now it's coming to PS4 and now it's coming to Switch, both versions in one package, and it's being published by Nisa. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was fairly certain I had digested that correctly. Mm-hmm. Yay. Uh, let's see. Whew. After that, we have... Take two and Obsidian working on a new RPG involving the original Fallout creators. What? <laughs> wow. So our conversation may end up being very timely, relevantly. So Take Two's made a new publishing label called Private Division. 
Uh, the idea is to fund game development for mid-sized studios led by industry veterans who have been unable to take pitches past the executives at major publishers. So working with larger budgets than smaller publishers can sustain. So it's an alternative to kickstarting everything, right? So that's Sounds cool. like it. So one of the first developers is going to be Obsidian, and they will reteam original Fallout creators Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarsky for an original game set in a new universe. No firm information has been given. If possible, if people have liked our previous RPGs, they're going to like this one in how we make reactive worlds and especially our style of humor. So that's pretty cool. Yay, fart jokes. <laughs> and like mid-tier games, they're back, baby, in a very small way. But hey, we'll take them. I'm, I, for one, am happy for our new mid-tier overlords. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And here's a game for Anna, Ooh. Regalia of Men and Monarchs. Yay! Um, I've been on the waiting show. for this to come out on Vita. Josh, were you the one saying you've played this, or was that Jonathan? I can't re remember. No, I haven't played Regalia. All right, it must have been Jonathan. All right. And Regalia of Men and Monarchs is getting a console release. So, of course, it has to be renamed, I guess. Uh, it's called R Regalia Royal Edition. It is planned for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch in early 2018. But and they're the dropping Vita. <laughs> oh, well. Backers who requested a Vita version have the option to switch to PC, Mac, or Linux with a $10 partial refund, or to one of the three console versions by private messaging the developer through Kickstarter by January 31st, 2018. So if you're waiting for the Vita version, stop waiting, ask for a refund, or switch to one of the console versions, like the Switch, the new Vita. <laughs> the developer also revealed the content initially targeted but not included in the original release will be released as two DLC packs in 2018 and will be available for free to all Kickstarter backers. The first pack, the unending grimoire, includes new recruitable villager Bassanius, Bassanius the Mystic, a new constructible Mystic's Tower building, a new character customization. Then there's a second pack called Paragons of Pajamas, two new recruitable party members, Quinn and... Um, the dual character Yusuf and Berius, and two diplomacy factions. So, go read that story again. Watch the trailer. Get excited. Hang People on. People seem to just, like it. Just a point of clarification. Did you say paragons of pajamas? Yes, paragons and pajamas. Okay. So Quinn is the paragon, and Yusuf and Berius are the pajamas. Okay. So I assume they're two kids. Just checking. Also announced, Mo Monster Hunter World is getting a beta during the Christmas time, which I think we already knew about, but they put out a trailer talking about it and reannouncing those details. This one is for everyone. You don't need to be a PS Plus subscriber this time. It'll run from uh, 9 a.m. Pacific on December 22nd through 9 a.m. Pacific on December 26th. And you can use the same client that you downloaded for the last beta. I assume it'll be the same thing. So you get your three missions to run through either solo or online. And they put out a trailer showing off all the Palico customizations. So go check gonna, that out. Are you going to Mega Man up your, your Christmas? That's not in the beta, Anna. Oh. Sorry. The Mega Man stuff is like either DLC or part of the game release or something. Very sad. Might just be part of the PlayStation release now that I think about it. Mm. All right, we have two editorials. First off, we have a Battle Chef Brigade deep look if you want to get more of Alex's feelings on the game. I don't know why it's not a review. Um, it's kind of weird. Why isn't it a review? He's not here to tell us. Maybe just an Maybe it didn't totally count as an RPG? I'm not sure. You think? Yeah, that's true. No, I think that's it. It's, it's not an RPG. 
Yeah. That's fair. Totally RPG fair. adjacent? Um, yeah. Sure. You buy equipment. <laughs> uh, all right. And then we have this piece called Backlog in the Year 2018. So it's people who played games that didn't come out in 2017. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me re- rephrase that. It's people who, who are going to play games in 2018 that didn't that aren't coming out in 2018. It's like, what are they going to play off their backlog next year? So we got Sam Wachter playing Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2, 10 HD. We got Michael Cunningham playing Witcher 3. We got Zach Wellhouse playing Trails in the Sky. Uh, Glenn Wilson playing Trails of Cold Steel. Michael hey. Baker playing... I don't know. Uh, Sword World 2. Yeah. All right. There we go. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Mac is playing Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That's the DLC expansion thing. All right. Michael Baker, Sword World 2.0, whatever that is. It's a he, DS RPG. He goes into it. Yeah. yeah. Robertson. The Wild Cl- Hunt is actually the, the base game for Witcher 3. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's just the name of the actual I, game. Okay. There is a DLC expansion thing, isn't there? Oh, there's a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, there's more right. than one. Whew, my apologies. Robert Sinclair's blame Breath of Fire 2 for GBA. That's the one Anna likes, right? No, I prefer the first one. Oh, I thought you liked it on GBA because it was portable. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the the second one is better on the GBA because I think the translation's better in the Game Boy Advance one. Oh, yeah, probably. It's a little bit easier, too. Uh, yeah, they changed the leveling requirements. Cassandra Ramos is going to play Shin Megami Tensei 4, the first one, not Apocalypse. Yay! Ooh. Josh Carpenter, hey Josh, uh, is going to play Final Fantasy Tactics. You've really never played Tactics? I've played it, I've tried it like six or seven different times and never made it more than like two hours. <sighs> Are you doing Same. original or War of the Lions? Please do uh, it'd be the PSP version. Okay. Yeah, that's... Please don't blame yourself for God. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have mixed feelings on what to recommend to you. Because War of the Lions where are you gonna play War of the Lions on? PSP. Oh, probably be PSP or Vita. I had a good feeling. That's not the version. There's slowdown in that version is the problem. And it may annoy you a lot. Um, but the PlayStation 1 version, which doesn't have slowdown, of course, uh, has a terrible translation. That's what I've heard. And the iOS... Is it on PC as well? Yes. All right. The iOS PC version has like some altered menus and stuff, but that might be the way to go. So, ah, whatever. It's not portable then. So, you got to do what you got to do. Is the slowdown even bad if you have a digital version of yeah. yes. of it on? Yes. Uh. We th- we think we noticed it being a little better if it was digital, but the the animation, the attack animations just get slow regardless. It's really annoying. Mm. It's kind of jank. Yeah. In um, fact, I think some of it even carries over to the iOS version. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Chris cares whether you I remember Mistyana caring. Yeah, you guys cared way more than I did. Was the original translation that bad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unequivocally. <laughs> it's and like quickly and it's yeah. about it's it's worse than Final Fantasy 7's translation. This guy is <laughs> sick. 
I don't find myself having an issue with that one either. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you may not give a crap. (laughs) You'll be good. It's, I mean, if you understand the story from the Final Fantasy Tactics original translation, good on you. (laughs) Because I sure don't. (laughs) Well, as far as I ever got on it, like Josh, like about two or three hours, yes, I did understand. Like, you can understand, like, the main overarching points, but, like, trying to understand the political intrigue and who's moving against who, it's all lost. Yeah. You just lose it, and it's like, who am I fighting now? All right, cool, I can kill them. And that's the that's it, the fun part of the game, so it doesn't matter that much. So, you know. I think the furthest I ever got in that was, like, the Gallows, which probably yeah. falls in the first two or three oh, hours. Oh, yeah, somewhere. you're pretty early. Yeah, yeah. you're super Never mind. early. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but, yes, the, the, the original translation does give you all the really wonderfully translated dialogue <laughs> for the missions that you assign people to. That stuff is just gibberish in an amazing... I had a good feeling! joyful sort of way to the point where they quote the, that dialogue verbatim in a cutscene in final fantasy 12 uh in the background and it's amazing <laughs> that they just called out to it there and it's ah oh, so good so maybe you should play the original <laughs> i don't know play whatever you want enjoy it i hope you like it uh michael apps is gonna play mike uh romancing saga 2 again right yeah because i feel like he played just like the og one Oh, he didn't like playing it on the iPhone. So, yeah. Oh, I can't really come up with an explanation other than inevitably gravitating to Hearthstone whenever using my iPhone or iPad. (laughs) Fair enough. So now he's going to actually play it. Uh, Mike Menke uh, is going to play Girl Answer Generations. Zach Webster is going to play Alpha Protocol. Alex Fuller is going to play Tokyo Mirage Sound Sharp FE. Nice. Yay. Anna, what are you playing off your backlog? This is unfair. You could have destroyed them. Why didn't you submit to this? Um, because you'd have a backlog of 10 games and you'll actually play all of them. So, I mean, I think the thing that I want to focus on is I literally have not touched our Switch since we bought it. Yeah, so you're going to knock out all the Switch games. Yep. And you'll do it, too. How many how many Vita games you finished this year? Um, hang on. Uh, just while Anna's getting that info, I want to let you know. Some of the people, everyone put like the size of their backlog on this list. Let me read you some of the highlights. Michael Cunningham, Max Storm, our editor-in-chief, has easily over a thousand games in his backlog, just counting physical games. Um, that's the winner. Robert Sinclair's got 300 plus, mostly RPGs. Josh Carpenter has 200, 300. Good job, Josh. <laughs> Um, it must have been about 120 physical, something oh like gosh. that. I I wouldn't even know where to count, so I think I'd take one of these uh these cop outs like some people are doing, like a uh, hundred plus. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> especially once you start counting Steam Library, who can keep up? Oh my gosh, Anna, do you know your number? Hang on. Oh, she's still counting. Oh man. So hang on. Then people started posting their backloggeries. Oh, this is a good thread. So go watch, go read this article. Um, I played 27 Vita games this year and beat 18 of them. Anna, crushing the backlog, 2017. Yeah, I've beat 33 games this year. <sighs> Anna, if you actually focused on the games that came out in a year, you could do a one-person game of the year decision. Yep. But I never focus on games that have actually come out that year. <sighs> Sorry, does that bother you? I'm very jealous. 
Moving on, Dragon Fang Z is coming to Switch, whatever that is. That is, um, it's a roguelike called Dragon Fang Z. It's, it's out this week in North America and Europe. Uh, Stardew Valley multiplayer and Vita version. <laughs> the, the oft, the oft rumored, <laughs> confirmed yet not ever shown Vita version. They have some updates. Free multiplayer update has been pushed back to quarter one, 2018. It was going to come out by the end of this year, but now it isn't. And the Vita version has been announced in January 2017. It's still planned for release in 2018. It'll be crossed by with the PS4 version, um, but the multiplayer update will not be coming to the Vita version. So, there you go. Shame they couldn't patch in a touching minigame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feel that that wheat. Mm. I think it would be more for petting me. I like your course. kernels. Okay. You should you should see my tangerines. Oh, nectarines, excuse me. Uh, plenty of Valkyria Chronicles 4 details were revealed. We have a whole story on it if you don't like nectarines. Um, you can see the, the screenshots we've got from the Japanese website and um, a whole little story uh, dive if you kind of want to know what's going on in Valkyria Chronicles 4. And then we have Trails of Cold Steel 2 Kai, which I guess is the third game in Trails of Cold Steel series, right? No, it's a no, it's the remake of the second game on PS4. Oh, so it's like Dragon Ball well, Z Kai. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is Trails of so there was already a Trails of Cold Steel one Kai, wasn't there? Yes. Well, not yet. It comes. I think one comes out in March, and then this comes out in April. Of course. Uh, this will Something support like 4K that. and 60 frames a second and stuff like that. And your your save files from the PS3 and Vita versions work somehow magically. And yeah. But this is all announced for Japan only so far. So we'll see how that goes for coming here. And we have SAO Fatal Bullet Info. <laughs> Another. Uh, that's a Bandai Namco game. Sword Art Online. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. SAO. I'm like, what's SAO? I should have known. And yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's uh, being made by Dimps, different people that made the prior games. Didn't, what did Dimps do? I know them from some Sonic. Portable Sonic games. Oh, interesting. That could go weird. We'll see how that (laughs) is. And with that, that's, we're done with news, folks. Finally, to the feedback. We've got one piece of feedback from last week. Victor wrote in and said, I'd like to thank Kelly. Kelly. Kelly for the Pepe PSA. Halfway through this <laughs> podcast, I learned about goggles wearing Traveler Pepe in Broken Shore to Eloran. I immediately interrupted what I was doing to track him down and earn a new costume for an orange bird that sits on my character's head. So, Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> Anytime. I'll usually do RPG side quests, Victor continues, unless I find them boring, pointless, or just annoying. The worst side quests are the ones that have no story at all. Just go kill X monsters or collect Y widgets. Those aren't worth it unless I need to grind experience anyway. Oh, and I live in the USA. Yeah. To me, Europe is a mysterious, faraway magical land where the legendary world-first mythic raiding guilds of World of Warcraft reside. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I appreciated the description of Europe. <laughs> I, I I said I thought Victor lived in Europe. Oh, okay. And then I realized that I was uh, mixing up Victor and Disa. Got it. All right. So if you'd like to provide feedback for the show, we've got a question of the week. What's the best Western RPG to start with? What is the Fisher Price? What is the Final Fantasy Mystic Quest of Western RPGs? Oh. 
that's a terrible way of putting it. It is not a terrible way of pushing it because that's what Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was for. Um, our email address is podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call us at 608-729-4098, or you can go to the forums at forums.rpgamer.com. Go to latest updates. You'll find the show thread in there. It'll be called RPGCast450, and you can post in it. Folks, I have some new releases for you, believe it or not. I know you're thinking, like, how can you have new releases at this point? Um, I do. It's Christmas. It's very few. Um... And I had to go outside the limits of RPGs for a couple. Um, I know I don't do that much anymore because people on the show yelled at me for doing it. Um, but uh, in this case, I figured it was justified because there's not much else to talk about. As we spent the last two hours podcasting. First off, Unepic and Enter the Gungeon hit the switch. So that, that they're out there now. They're both One's a roguelike, Enter the Gungeon. One's like an RPG, 2D side-scrolling, Unepic. We have a game that hit the Switch this week called Never Stop Sneaking, which I love because it looks like Metal Gear, and it does it in such a good way, and they even emulated the writing. And if you're a fan of like Metal Gear Solid or old PlayStation games, you really got to see what they pulled off with Never Stop Sneaking. It's on the Switch. It's funny. Um, uh, and check out the gameplay to see if you're actually going to want to play it for a while, but uh, it's really cool what they pulled off. From the people who made... From the guy who made... Um, uh, Elysium. Uh, yeah, Dust and Elysian Tale. Uh, Ooh. Also out this week, Tiny Metal. That's kind of an advanced war game, um, but uh, check it out because it's a little different. That's coming PS4, Switch, and PC. And Style Savvy Styling Star comes out Christmas Day, Anna. Yay! You get to do your, your style savvy, do your, your fashion managing. Anna's excited. I am. That'll be a game she plays from this year this year. Oh, maybe. I'm getting a lot of games on Christmas. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. And so that's all I got, really. No, no more RPGs coming for the rest of the year, as far as I can tell. The ones that are in this list already came out. <laughs> Sorry. I hate to say it, but thank God. I There's know, right? Too much <laughs> stuff enough. coming out. I need to catch up. My backlog, it grows too much. It grows. It the problem grows. with the games website is just all the damn games. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I want to know what you're playing this week. Pascal. Oh boy! Um, oh no! This is what are you playing for the rest of the year? This is our last show of the well, year. Well, basically, um, I think I might push my stomach to its limit and try to get back to Resident Evil nausea and all. Nice, Josh. What are you playing this year? Uh, Demon Gaze two, near and probably more weird VR stuff. All right, Anna Marie. Um, Trails of Cold Steel, and I know that I'm getting Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for Christmas. So you're going to jump on that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be playing more Xenoblade Chronicles. Meh, meh, meh. And meh, meh, um, meh, meh. probably finish up ba- uh, Battle Chef Brigade and some other stuff on Switch, I hope. Maybe I'll jump back into Zelda. Ooh. Kelly, what you going to be playing this rest of this year? I'm going to try and finish up Fantasy Star 4 before Christmas. I would like to finish Pokemon Ultra Sun by the end of the year. And with any luck, I'll be getting Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for Christmas. I hope. Did I get everyone? I think, I think so. so. That's All right. Cool. That's it, folks. That's 2017 for RPG Cast. Sorry, we're going to be out of town for the next couple shows. Um, if things go really well, we'll have a December 30th show, but I doubt it. Um, 
across so, yeah. your fingers Maybe. and your toes. I think um I think we're we'll just going to have gonna a champagne cast. I know what we're going to want to do, Anna. We're what? Ju- we're just going to want to play games that weekend. <laughs> we're going to be tired of everything. <laughs> and I say we earned it. <laughs> we'll sit down I'm... with the cats. I've got to clean my house next weekend to prepare for in-laws and my family. In-laws and, and outlaws. Yeah, I'm probably going to be popping a Xanax Christmas morning. Oh, no. <laughs> just just saying. Oh, I hate Xanax. <laughs> All right. Oh, good luck with your holiday preparations. Remember not to take it too seriously. Don't stress it. Take joy in the work and the preparation and enjoy your family. And uh, have patience because they just don't know better sometimes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next year, most likely. This has been RPG Cast. And uh, with the end of the year, that means the countdown to the Game of the Year show begins. So Let's see if Chris Ooh. can get it on target this time. Be excited. <laughs> I, I have been preparing all year for the Game of the Year Big, podcast. Yeah, I, technically, we all have. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody we'll see you next year lots of cool things coming in store for rp gamer write in give us your feedback we want that that western rpg guide because maybe we'll all play western rpgs next year see ya everyone bye-bye bye-bye bye-bye